and we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Goddess Amina. Hello, hello. Hey. Happy Monday. This is so weird. We don't typically um, do shows on a Monday, but I was going to say Sunday, but happy Monday. Um, I am excited for the show. How are you ladies doing? I am excited as well, and I thank you for accommodating me on a Monday. My week's oh, no worries. weird around here, so I appreciate that. I'm good. Well, that's Fantastic. great to hear. What about you, Sister George? How are you? I am doing outstanding. Um, a little rested, but I'm ready to go, and um, yeah, ready to get started. Looking All right. To well, we're going to start by allowing Goddess Amina to introduce herself. Um, yeah, we'll start with that and then we'll jump right on in. So uh, Goddess Amina, if you would be so kind as to introduce yourself and tell us about where people can find you as well as uh, what you have going on. And I will most certainly be dropping your link in the chat um, throughout the conversation. Okay, great. Yeah. So I am Goddess Amina. I am the founder and director of the Atlanta Institute of Tantra and Divine Sexuality, the only nonprofit organization, um, religious organization in the world that centers Black women and our pleasure. Uh, I am a sacred sex worker. I do use um, sex and love as a healing tool. I teach people how to um, monetize their healing capacity, how to shift their work and use their sensual and erotic energy as a, as a healing um, offering. And I am a sex coach. So I work with folks to get them together in their sex lives, help them have better sex. I'm the host of the Fix Your Sex podcast. Those are the main places you can find me. Um, I'm ATL Tantra on most social media platforms, although I just can't took down my Twitter. I'm no longer on Twitter, so I've backed away from those conversations. Um, and I am currently in Hawaii. I, uh, though, although my practice was based in Atlanta for the last four years since we switched to um, online with the, with the pandemic, we, have, we could be anywhere. So um, I'm by the beach. Yeah, how awesome. And we can hear your beautiful background. It sounds so peaceful. And um, yeah, so before we get off into it, I first want to say that I have had the fortunate opportunity of um, being in spaces and hearing uh, Goddess Amina speak and, you know, just hearing her um kind of uh, speak on a variety of different topics. And I was absolutely awed by her. She is such a beautiful spirit and she is, you know, so sensual and articulate and beautiful and all of these various adjectives that I'm sure will reveal themselves as we talk to her throughout the show. I just want to first start off by saying we are requesting, excuse me, we are mandating that you keep it respectful. So we know that there will be dissenting opinions regarding the topic and that's okay. You are free to disagree with anything that we say, but we do ask that you do it in a respectful way because we're not tolerating the disrespect. So please keep that in mind. And Maz, if you you can stay on top of it for us. We would um, so appreciate that. Um, Danny, did you have anything to add? Nope, that's that sums it up. All right. Well, I'm excited. So let's uh, jump right off into it. Danny, you want to kick it off? Sure. 
Um, you mentioned that um, you use, you try to teach people to use sex and love as healing tools, but I want you to expound on um, using sex as a healing tool. Absolutely. That's a, that's an easy one for me. Um, I, so our, our sex, we, there's medicine in sex, right? Sex is uh, such a basic biological function, um, but there's nothing basic about the biology of the human. And so when we start looking at the ways that the body performs certain things, one being uh, creating a child, um, then a lot of things come into play for that to happen. So every time we move into mating ritual, right, whether it's no matter what dynamic it is, it doesn't matter if it's a heterosexual, homosexual, queer, however your dynamic is, when you move into that space of um, sex and sensuality, when you start actually opening up into the erotic space, your body starts to do things. It starts to release certain chemicals in the body. You start to have hormones come through the body. You have pain relief that starts to move through the body. Inflammation is lessened. So, um, and and uh, trauma can be healed. Trust can be restored. Uh, a lot of harm can come from it also if you don't know what you're doing. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what they're doing. So um, so it gets a little, it can be a little damaging. So we, I, what we do, what I do in my work is I teach people how to have sex in a way that offers healing, uh, to have sex in a way that offers, um, that offers something more to the body than just a nut or um and and so that that takes us down you know down this space it also uh, in this and i just want to be clear that when i use the word sex i'm not speaking about genitals genitals are a part of sex they are not the only part of sex so that's where a lot of people get really really confused um in the in the process of it like sex is always just so genital focused and then nut focused and and that that throws the body off that doesn't invite all of the medicine that sex offers and so i teach people how to kind of back it up and and come back into the body and and access the true medicine of sex still make it fun still make it fine but that's that's what we do so yeah that's wow that sounds so beautiful like i, right. I absolutely love it let me tell you i i have to say this i am extremely inhibited but you just listening to you makes me view things through a different lens and it, it like uh, makes me so intrigued by just everything that you talk about. But I feel like you could, you know, sell me a bridge and I'd be like, okay, how much is it? So um, uh, <laughs> just the energy, but I right. do. Girl about to make me get on the road, child, and come Listen. get some medicine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, why, you're, why isn't your practice open in Atlanta any longer? That's kind of how I'm feeling. And that's something I would never, ever, ever have considered in a million years. But um, nonetheless, I wanted to ask a question just to start off. Um, I think that, you know, the topic is, you know, reframing how sex work how sex work is actually viewed. And I wanted to start out by something like, I just want to talk about what all, um, what are some of the different things that fall under sex work? Because I was pretty surprised, I think, in one of the very first rooms that I entered in at some of the various um, things that people do that would actually fall under sex work. So can you tell us a little bit about what some of those things might be? Yeah. Um, so there's so many 
things that qualify under the umbrella of sex work, right? So you think about, and, and the reason why I think it's really important for us before I go down the list, really important for us to understand that there is an umbrella and, um, and that some people under the umbrella, and I always ask people to question your judgment. It's okay to have it, but at least ask why it's there. But some are considered more vulgar or more, you know, lower than others. But I like to leave us all at this even playing field, even ground underneath the umbrella. And some people may need to be centered, placed in the middle because they are more vulnerable, but that doesn't make them less than. Um, so when you look at that, when you look at it that way, then the person who is an escort stands side by side with the sex therapist, the person who is a webcam model or OnlyFans creator stands side by side with the sex coach, the person that is a streetwalker working survival sex work also gets to stand side by side. And for the most vulnerable on the inside, the rest of us kind of serve as a, as a wall of protection, making sure that we're all visible in this sphere and we're all safe and protected in this sphere because it doesn't matter um, to the person that is um, willing to cause harm. I'm talking about sex, they want to harm me. You're selling um, uh, an opportunity to have sex, sexual intercourse, penetrative intercourse, they want to harm you too. So there has to be some collective that we establish here. So there are so many ways in which it shows up. We have somatic sexological body workers, we have sexologists, we have sex therapists, we have sex coaches, we have sex um, sexual surrogates, we have content creators, we have porn stars, we have um, webcams, we have dominatrix and professional, um, you know, professional kinksters. Uh, we have so many ways in which sex work shows up in the world. Uh, and it's, it's, and, and not, all of it is valid. All of it is valid. A lot of it is a great way to earn money. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all very valid. And so I laugh because one of the things, it's one of those spaces that, um, that men lose the, op the opportunity to, to really dominate. Right. Uh, once, especially once you remove the pimp from the, from the picture, men don't really have the opportunity dominate and so we understand why it's banned we understand why it's illegal or why so many aspects of it can be um criminalized uh because they you're kind of out of the picture and so there's just this um this almost this disdain for it when you start looking into it it's really interesting to see where that disdain is coming from and and what's what's happening there so uh, so yeah, interesting. Absolutely, I absolutely find it so intriguing and so dope that um, the way in which you talk about like the different levels or how society views different um, elements of what would fall under like the umbrella of sex work and how there is like this this notion that you know um, those who are deemed to be in elevated positions are you know um, holding space or protecting um, and or um, put placing themselves on the same level as those who would be considered like low level sex workers. Um, I think it's a thing of beauty and it's super super dope. You know yeah. what? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just I was just gonna just add to that. I mean, you can even see in in just the comments alone, like like the idea of prostitution is prostitution. Okay, right. 
what's what what is the what is the issue? You know right? what? And and what? I, this is what I was gonna say. I think people are so hypocritical. Um, and then when you have a group of women talking about sex in a healthy way, um, versus when you guys get together and you you guys talk about overseas tricking and how much money you're gonna spend on this broad, how many mm. of y'all have OnlyFans accounts. Um, guys, uh, actually, Spend the time on porn, yeah, Listen, strip clubs. They don't, yeah. you guys. So, and so, this is what I'm going to say to you guys that's in this chat if you have not been over to Ramil's, if you have not gone over to Tommy Sotomayor's, don't come over here with it, don't do it. It's not gonna be a good day for you. Um, shout out to you, uh, Karan Williams. Thank you so much for that super chat. He says, This is my type of topic. Shout out to you, thank you so much. Shout out to you, Concrete. Thank you so much. And shout out to Miss China White for the super chat. She says, much support, ladies. Thank you so much. Thanks, um, yeah, but and, and so what I wanted to ask, um, goddess Amina. When when you have uh, men also participating um, in sex work, do you think that would actually help normalize the culture since you have a rise of men that are, of course, they've always been in porn. Um, they've always kind of had like they've been gigolos or male escorts. Now you see on them and OnlyFans and sites like that. Do you think that'll help normalize the culture? I think as long as we center whiteness as rightness, then sex will always be demonized. And and so I don't think I don't think mm. it will matter so much about men or women um, being at the forefront because men will never um, move as far forward as women will in sex work. It's just not the. The, the desire isn't there. Um, Dick is uh, it's way too easy to get in these streets. <laughs> so um, and 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 there's way too many people that are willing to accept uh, mediocrity in, in in sex and don't have a desire of or in penis sex especially and don't have a desire for anything greater or more expansive. So I'm I'm gonna start open with that. Like I don't think that that will shift anything. I do think that um, that as we start to witness um, this revolution though of, of sex work, we have an opportunity to decenter whiteness and actually start asking questions. Why do you think this is, why do you think it's dishonest work? I saw somebody write something about honest work. What you work for Amazon, this company is raping mm. companies. You have an iPhone. This company is destroying communities and, and has child labor building phone in your hand. Who has told you what is right and what is not right? And mm -hmm. how have you come up with this as your understanding? You have to challenge the way that you've allowed whiteness and white colonialist theory. You have to challenge the way that you've allowed puritanical society to shape the way that you think. Now that is the revolution that you're saying. Absolutely. And it's so fun. Oh, I love everything you said. I should have been clapping. But um, it's so interesting that, you know, we people can play morality police on things that they deem immoral. But, you know, there are things that they do in their own lives that someone else may look at and say that um, it, that it's immoral. But I think you hit the nail on the head that um, we are essentially um, 
I almost feel like as black people, like we we are kind of, um, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of racing to be the first to like demonize someone else for something that they're doing because we as a people have been demonized in this country for, you know, hundreds of years. So it's kind of like, you know, well, I'm not as bad as that person, kind of like that mindset that that seems to be pervasive in a lot of our people. And I notice it um, quite often. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Danny, did you ask another one? Is it on me? No, it's on you, Donna. Okay. Um, so I guess I, uh, I'm sorry, I have a whole list of questions. I guess I wanted to talk about, um, you, you hit on um, something that was akin to like financial freedom and sex work. And I recently joined uh, one of your clubhouse rooms where you kind of talked about uh, this topic and I found it so intriguing. It was such a dope conversation and I was, you know, happy to be in the space. But I wanted to know if you can kind of expound on what financial freedom, uh, uh, you know, through sex work could look like and, you know, how that could be beneficial to women and specifically black women. Absolutely. Um, and I think one of the, there's been so much change in the last year because so much has moved to digital. So we've witnessed a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of black women actually um, becoming, you know, really financially independent through sex work. We see it. I mean, I have a lot of friends who were strippers and um, they have also gained, some of them also have gained financial independence through their work. I really believe that uh, that this has always been and always will be, unfortunately, likely uh, a heavy way of, of keeping women into a certain um, category. As long as, as long as this thing that is of high value that can be protected, should be protected, should be enjoyed, should be cherished, is such a beautiful part of our human existence, is put in a, a corner and, and not allowed, then we see women not showing up fully as themselves in so many other ways. You And, we, and then we spend our time, here's the kicker, and I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to put this out there. I'm saying this as a married woman, a woman who can easily get rings still to this day. My husband is fine, and so are my ex-two husbands. It is, it, marriage ain't that hard, y'all, but we are being told repeatedly that this is something that we really must work hard to attain, right? It's really hard to get somebody. like You, you have to have this type of a body count and this type of thing. So, so we we remove the autonomy of the woman so that she can perhaps move into a space where marriage, which at, you know at the time of its true prescription was meant to protect a certain way of life, right? A certain, um, a certain communal way of life that we don't even witness anymore. And so it's all very confusing. It's all very confusing. Who buys the ring and do you keep the ring? And then who works and who's paying in on it? And, and how many women that we witness today through education and quote unquote financial independence in the workforce are excited to move into these dynamics where they're now forced to, and I, yes, I'm using the word force because that's what um, modern marriage is still doing, forcing them to um, bear children and then cook and clean, raise the children, and then go to work. Like, how is that honest? <laughs> how is that mm -hmm. liberating? How is that uh -oh. free? 
How does hurt that some look? feelings? I know, I know I'm always going to hurt some feelings with that one, but that's the reality. How does that look like wellness? How, does that, how are we thinking about the wholeness of the woman? Or are we so quick to critique the other side because we don't want anything to do with that? So when you look at financial independence and freedom, how, how we are able to liberate ourselves from that space, that it looks a lot of different ways. It does not, to me, it does not look like me going to work for, or, or the women that I, that I work with, looking at them to go and work for um, a corporation that means them harm when they have to deal with repeated microaggressions. It looks like them actually being able to make conscious decisions on who they want to sexually engage with and how, what that looks like for them, not modeling um, sex that they've witnessed in porn or the sex that these men are bringing from um, from their seventh grade locker room conversations and still trying to use on a woman in her thirties. That's the reality, right? She gets to now say, this is the kind of sex that I want to have. You ain't got to buy none from her, but that's, that's, that's where this freedom it's, it's a certain level of independence, a certain level of freedom that you really get to experience. And it's not for everyone. Mm. It's never, mm. But no work is for everyone. It's all work. I'm not going in the fields. I'm not working at a, um, at a fast food restaurant. I'm not going to drag the person that does, though. That's still work, right? I'm not going to do that. You don't have to do this. You don't have to move into sex work. But what you will do is respect the sex worker, or at least in my, in my presence, like that's just what it is, right? So I'm always going to speak up and defend and also teach women, like, this is also okay, you can also do this. Let me show you how to do it safely. Let me show you how to make good money. Let me show you how to make good decisions. And, and the reality is when you are able to really live in yourself, in your truth, without having the guilt and the shame, your money goes further. I don't have to buy red bottoms to try to attain. I'm walking barefoot in the islands, eating from my fruit trees. I have a mango tree that's about to bloom, right? So it looks different. What I need and what I desire looks different. Now, that may not align with a lot of people, but that's on, that's not on me. I don't have to spend a whole lot of time there. I don't have to spend, all, I, people spend way too much time here. The, I don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about what does not work for you. What I'm telling women is that if this is where you're going, let me show you how to achieve liberation here in this space. Let me show you how to be whole, be healed, and use this beautiful healing modality as a way for you to move through this life with, with your head up, with your heart full, and your pocketbook full. All of that can happen. I mm. absolutely love it. Like, who, who you know, um, who wouldn't, though? Like, what woman wouldn't, you know, have it have? And I, and I love the fact that you said it may not be for everyone, but it's important for women to know, should they desire that this opportunity is available to them. So thank you. Thank you for expounding upon that. Yeah. No problem. And I just, um, I just want to say, uh, it's always, always funny when people like to use feminist as a slur. I am very much feminist. Uh, I don't understand why anyone wouldn't be you can call it womanist if that makes you feel better, if that makes you sleep better at night, that's fine. Um, but I am very much a womanist. I very much believe in, and study and understand black feminist and womanist theory. 
So I'm also, well, I, I, I tell people this all the time. I'm not just a, I'm not just a hoe. I'm an old college educated hoe from the streets of Chicago. So just know that when you come at me, that that's what you're getting. That's the reality that you're getting from a two parent household with college educated parents and grandparents. So what you think you know about a hoe, I'm here to re-educate you on. You know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amina. Um, So she answered the question that was on the table that she absolutely is a feminist and she owns it. Um, Yeah. So, you know, uh, listen, um, you can't use that to berate her because, you know, she's unbothered by that and she owns it. So um, next question. Um, but it looks like we did get a super chat from Black in Effect. He says, the world is going through a transition period and no one knows what to do. Maybe prostitution is an answer to modern relationships. Well, who knows? Uh, Black in Effect, it may be an answer for some. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Quran says the average Black woman has a $5 net worth at 35. Yay for financial freedom. Is she going to talk about the drawbacks? Because this sounds like the BS I was told. Well, we are answering questions regarding it, but I do want to say, you guys like to throw that um, stat out regarding the average Black woman. The article that I read on that was specific to Black wealth period. It did not specify that this is the the the, the, the wealth or the um, concern about lack of wealth for black women. It stated black, uh, the black home or household, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm going to try to pull it up and drop it as a reference because y'all and love when, bringing that up. When you look at the rate for single black women, actually, it is not as low as it is for the black household. Turns mm. out marriage has not been working out very well for black women. Mm. Mm. Just, uh, okay. that, that stat actually changes. Right. And as a my, my degree is in sociology. So I studied a lot about statistics and there's an old saying about about statistics. There's lies, damn lies. And then there's statistics. Stay woke. Like there's the reality. I don't know any of these black women that have a network of five dollars. We're all, we're all traveling the world and own property. So I don't I don't I'm not familiar. Tell me more, mm. though. I met about the women you date. I haven't seen them. Oh, mm. See, people love to throw that out as an insult to Black women. You can't insult us when we are the most educated women in this country. How is that possible? We're what that come on, come better than that. Ask a question. I know there was a woman that asked a question about children as sex workers. Children don't have sex, it's called rape. So, we're not talking about children. I'm 44 years old, I've been doing this for 20 plus years. Thank you for clarifying that. And I do want to say, just as a small caveat, that this is this is a, a, a conversation for mature adults. <laughs> and I didn't put that out there at the beginning. But um... you know what? And I so thought about it. I was like, we should have said this is for adults only. Yeah, maybe like people with some sense. But um, yeah. yeah, we're gonna move on with the conversation. Um, Danny, I think it's on you. Yes. Okay. So, um, would you? consider all sex work like is it created equal um and like if a woman sells feet pics versus selling ass um why do you think it still comes with the same connotations yeah i think uh, again it just goes back to um really i think it goes back to men having a problem with women owning their bodies because how did the feet pics become so criminalized like when you start really thinking about it, 
Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with someone selling their ass and someone says, oh, I don't sell ass, I sell feet pics. And you say, well, you're still a hoe. Like, how does that make sense? And how do you how do you rationalize that? And that's what I just, I, I can't understand how you, how that's even rationalized in the mind. It's like, there's just not a lot of depth of thought there. And so I wonder when I, like, when we talk about um, the, what, what is worthy and what isn't worthy or what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable, uh, where did, where, who's giving you the measuring stick and mm. why why is it so variant? Why is this measuring stick not like it does? Why why can't it make sense? You know what I'm saying? So how does this this foot model become vilified in this conversation as well? If not, but the fact that she does not have permission to own her body. And that's what I wanted to get into as well, real quick. I'm sorry, uh, concrete, because it and it seems like it's only d- more. Um, when people insert their morals is when the woman takes ownership of her body. Mm-hmm. No, and it's only when women take ownership. If a man decides he wants to have sex with thousands and thousands of women, nobody will bat an eye. Um, nobody will ever look at Will Chamberlain and be like, oh my God, he is such a hoe. Um, but they will look at Will Chamberlain and said he's bet a lot of bitches and he's a, a, a famous basketball star. Right. He's but, the man. Um, they, they idolize him. Right. Um, Corinne Steffens has wrote, um, she's a successful author, whether she's superhead or not, she's a successful author, but she will never be known as a successful author outside of who she had sex with and what she did. So, um, what did you think about um, as far as women taking ownership and why men are so why people are so mad when women take ownership versus men? Well, um, marriage benefits men more than it benefits women scientifically, right? When you start looking at um, when you start looking at the science of it and how we live, men live longer when they have a woman in their home. When married men live longer, single women live longer. Um, that's not a myth, that's right. science. They make so, more. They, right, and and so if anything that challenges, I think that longevity, that ability to to be dominant, particularly for black men, they don't really have a whole lot of spaces. They get to assert any dominance in the world. And so they love to do this in spaces where we exist. And so this makes, this this somehow feeds that. Um, and it's, it, is it troubling? Yes, absolutely. Is that all men? Again, I told you, I come from a beautiful household full of men. Absolutely not. The men in my family support, love, and, and uh, adore me and I adore them. I'm talking, and I know that black men don't exist on, as a monolith, but this is the reality of, of our country in America, which is why I spend so much time outside of it. Um, and black women, when I, black women don't just exist here either. Right, black women. We have the entire Caribbean. We have the entire Central and South America, and we have a beautiful continent. Black women are everywhere, right? So when we're looking at the way that we show up in relationships and the way that we are being policed, it is definitely a reflection on the who's benefiting from that policing. And I think we should always ask in any case where anyone is being policed, who's benefiting from the policing? Who's benefiting from the policing of the body mm. of the black woman? That's a good one. 
Um, thank you. I, I have to ask because you, you uh, kind of touched on it directly earlier. You talked about we highlighted uh, patriarchy. So um, in this space, which is the, the, the black manosphere, it's a primarily black male space, uh, e space. But um, one of the common things that the men in the space highlight is that um, so this country in the U.S., it, it's, um, you know, oh, um, it's a patriarchal country ran by white men, but um, the, the black men don't have the same access to power. And per the opinions in this space, um, the black community is a matriarchy inside of a patriarchy. And, you know, since we've kind of hit on, you know, uh, our society being a patriarchy and talking about how uh, we're kind of on the subject. I want to know your thoughts uh, as it relates to the black community being a matriarchy inside of a, a, a white male patriarchy, a patriarchal society. Um, well, I think we need to return to matriarchies personally. So <laughs> I start there. I know unpopular opinion, but we've been in patriarchal society for a very long time, right? Um, and look at look at the planet, look how we abuse her. Look how we drag this earth in patriarchy. Look how few people can even conceptualize how much harm they are doing in the way that they eat food, in the way that they, the purchases that we make, never once thinking about who's making the, the items and where it's coming from and the cost that is on the most feminine thing we have, which is the planet, right? That Mother Earth is here and we patriarchy has continued to rape, pillage, and abuse her. So yeah, I'm here for matriarchy. Let's give that a try. <laughs> That's so interesting. And I have never um, heard anyone kind of highlight... Um, well, first of all, I've never heard anyone kind of speak, be pro matriarchy because I, I mostly um, travel in, inside this room, inside this space, which is a male space. But to highlight just something as simple, well, not as simple, but to highlight um, the effects of mankind and patriarchal society on like the planet in which we live, which is not a small thing. Um, I find that very interesting. So um, thank you uh, for that. And I, I wanted just to um, no. So do you think that the black community is like matriarchal? Uh, the black community in the States is matriarchal? Well, I think that um, so many men have abandoned uh, their responsibilities. I don't know if we can call it matriarchal. I think that we have, we witness some matriarchs um, in our in our community, but the matriarchs in our community that I've witnessed. My grandmother was a matriarch. She had a husband by her side. Um, my great aunt was a matriarch with a husband by her side. So when I think about matriarchy, the, the, the it's hard to kind of think about for most people because patriarchy does so much harm. And it's like, it's kind of, I look at it like kind of like white people don't really want black people to rule because they've done so much harm. So it's scary, the idea, like now it's my turn to be harmed. That never says that we're going to harm. That's just what the harm people think. The harm creators are worried about that. And the same thing to me with, with matriarchy, 
is that in these spaces where we have witnessed made true matriarchy, it um, they have you know it's 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 been it's it's been pretty healthy, but we don't we we're waiting for the harm right. Patriarchal society says, well, we turn it over now that the harm will be reversed and it'll just look different. I don't believe that's the case. I believe that. Um, that feminine energy is protective energy. Masculine energy is defensive energy, right? It goes out in defending the land, um, protecting the nurture. Mama bear is always going to be mama bear. That's matriarchal energy to me. So when you look at it in that through that lens, but you have to really examine like where your construct, where your where your idea of of what what patriarchy is. What does it mean to you to hold on to that? Um, and and why why you think matriarchy might come with harm or look devastating or look in a way that won't be healthy? What makes you think that? And it's usually because it's being held up against side by side, just so opposed against patriarchy. And that's just I don't think that's really how that works. So to me, I don't think that that's what we have. I don't think that there's space for that in America. Um, but I do think that we witness small versions of that, especially. In um, in large families like mine, my family is I have a very large, very close knit family, like lots of cousins and that know each other from all on both sides of the family. So you witness, I think, more matriarchal energy in those spaces. Um, I, and I think that's that's something that we're actually moving further from. I I don't know if that's true, but I feel like I keep witnessing, um, you know, like I I. I I know, you know, 50, 50 or so cousins, right? Very, pretty closely. And I don't see that kind of energy. So I don't know if we move back towards that. I think we may, we may be moving further than that. I'm not sure. And I think that they like to consider the black community, a matriarchal community within a patriarchy is because um, they feel like the community, it has been destroyed. You know, it, it is um, in a state of peril. So that they don't want to take ownership of that. And they're like, oh, this is the, this is, you know, as a result of single mother households, you know, which of right. course we know single mother households wouldn't exist without a man in the mix. But <laughs> nonetheless, I, go ahead, it's I'm such sorry. a strange insult, right? When you hear that, it's like, wait, are you insulting the woman or are you insulting your brother? I'm confused. I'm always confused by that. I don't have a lot of single mothers in my family. So um, so I don't have a lot of perspective personally. I only, you know, I do a lot of the cleanup work. Most of my clients are actually women. Um, and so I deal in the cleanup work of it all. So it's interesting to me when I when I hear that. Um, thank you so much. I, I'm going to let uh, Danny take it, but I, I just wanted to say one more thing to the chat. Um, you know, I find it interesting that when someone, you know, is in the space and they have a differing opinion that as opposed to articulating why you feel as though your stance on a particular subject is, you know, um, makes more sense is is more logical. You kind of do the ad hominem thing, and you kind of you know want to be insulting and do this very juvenile thing in the chat, as opposed to showing yourself as a leader, as the leaders that you are. Uh, you know, articulating yourself and just kind of expounding upon why you think that the claims that are being made are bogus. Um, that would be the, the mature way to 
break down someone else's argument. Just, just putting that out there. But I'm sorry, Danny, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to read the Super Chats first. Um, shout out to Karan Williams. He said, most enrolled, not most educated. That goes to Asians that has been debunked. Then the whites, then Hispanics. MCR did a video on this with government stats. Um, so when they graduate, won't they be the most educated? But okay. Um, shout out to Karan Williams again. He said, is she crazy? Marriage benefits women far more than men. Just look <laughs> what happens when it's divorced. When it's a divorce, men are left devastated. Isn't um, that ironic though? You're saying no, divorce no. benefits women far more than men, not marriage in that case, right? Exactly. Right. That's exactly yeah. where I was going with no. it. Divorce benefits women. Um, marriage benefits men. So there's that. Um, shout out to James Hudson. He says the easiest thing a woman can do is get smashed. Why would we give props for that? According to the CDC, 48% of black women have herpes. Um, what percent of black men have herpes though? <laughs> you guys, look, I mean, come on with the one-sided stats. And where are black women getting it from? Black women <laughs> typically mate with black men. This is so, I mean, it's, it, I, I just, I, <laughs> I know. Okay. I, if I had known, I would have made some shots for every time somebody <laughs> one sided. You uh, would be you would be tore up by the time this thing is done. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, women are, le are the least likely to date outside of their race, black women in this whole country. So there's not a stat you can throw up about black women in relationships that is not a reflection on the black man. And if you can't eat that here today, then I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Shout out to Tony. Let's talk. She says black women body equals commodity slash sexual liberation equals threat to men. Um, thank you so much, Tony. Let's talk. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says happy marriages yield the results you're talking about. But those statistics don't factor in men who commit suicide after they attempt a marriage and it fails. A happy marriage is better for men. Thank you so much, Black Wizard. And I'm scrolling up because I don't want to miss you, anybody. Wizard. I think a, a happy marriage is better for both people. But um, thank you. Thank you guys for the super chats. Okay. I got two more. Um, shout out to David Johnson. He says, so how is the Black community being abandoned? Because I don't know very many Black men who initiate the breakup. Um, thank you so much, Brother David. Shout out to Sean. He says, a king finds a new woman and makes her his queen. A queen finds a new man and he becomes the queen's new man. Matriarchy doesn't work. <laughs> um, I don't okay. refer to myself as queen. I refer to myself as goddess. I'm divine. I don't believe in matriarchy. That came from the white man. That's not ours. Mm. Okay. So it seems like we all put on this mask of prudishness and we're pearl clutching, but black people are the biggest consumers of adult entertainment. Um, why do you feel that black people haven't really come to grips with our sexuality? Wait, so are black people the biggest consumers of like a specific type of adult entertainment? Because I thought white men were the biggest consumers of adult entertainment. We like, are, are uh, the biggest consumers of porn. According okay, okay, to I got you. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, can you rephrase the question again for me? Because I'm sorry, the, the the statistic threw me off. I was like, okay. Huh. Um, Being that we're we're the biggest consumers of porn, um, why haven't we come to grips with? Um, have we come to grips about our sexuality? Are we still trying to be in the dark about what we really like behind closed doors? And it seems like a lot of us are fronting, like we'll sit here and clutch our pearls. Oh my gosh, you're talking oh, about sex. Oh my gosh, they're talking about sex work, but it's so many people that actually participate in sex work. Why? Why do you think we we're still clutching our pearls at it? Why? Why do you think we're still like, oh my gosh, I can't yeah. believe it. I would be willing to bet that if we turn over that stone, we'd find that that we're talking about unpaid porn consumption, so accessing free porn sites like YouPorn and oh, things yeah. like that. Right. So that's, I think, one of the biggest difference um, is that we're talking about uh, folks consuming porn um, or consuming sex work, but not valuing it. And as soon as we put a value on it is where the problem comes in. That's where people are like, well, now you're just really messing up. Now that's just that's an abomination. And so it's always amazing to me, um, you know, in a, in a, in a society that wants it but doesn't want to pay for it and therefore dictates it's worthless it sounds mm. familiar to me it sounds very familiar i know where it came from but that's what i that's what i hear when i hear that so yeah that's interesting because we hear people in this space say that um you know oh i wouldn't pay more than 40 dollars, or black women are only worth 40 dollars. like this whole 40 dollar for for sex narration is is often spread in this space but um i do think that it's interesting that uh we clutch our pearls at at, at, at um you know kink and you know different kind of sexual acts and um mm -hmm. i feel as though as black people, like there's a large amount of like judgment that comes from us. And I remember when I was young, I, I am in my late thirties. So when I was young, like certain things we would say like, oh, only white girls do that or only white people do that. Like there were certain acts that were believed to, you know, be for people outside of, of black folks, um, which I find extremely interesting. And I wanted to know your thoughts on that. I, well, I think they were lying. <laughs> you know, it was happening. I remember I, I I have clear, vivid memories of folks going to school and, and being on that, like, I ain't going to ever do that chain and knowing damn well that I had, I had done it with them. So they had to be lying. So as for me, for me, I just know that, that that's what that's what happens when sex is shrouded in shame. Um, and that's really what, to me, the church has done to black people mostly is just mm -hmm. shrouding. When you look at African traditional religions, um, you don't see that same shame around sex. That is something that, that was colonized into our perspective. And so, um, so things, yeah. And so exploring what makes you feel good. Black people also, uh, we have not had an opportunity to truly come back into our bodies. We're still working in slavery. We're still putting in 40, 50 hours a week for just enough money to cover your expenses. That sounds like indentured servitude, right? We're still there. So it's hard for people to conceptualize that I've made this much money with sex, that I, that I teach other women to make this much money with sex. They, it, wrapping their brains around that, there, it's, it, I'd be kind of mad too. I'm not going to lie. I'd okay, I got to ask one more thing, Danny, and then I'm done. 
Okay, so you made me think of something. Um, as it relates to Black women, there's also a notion in this space that, uh, well, I know the notion is, is part of like white supremacy that that Black women are, are, are you know, um, sluts and whores and, you know, they, they are um, just extremely sexual and yada, yada, yada. So there is also a notion that Black women in this space, like, you know, enjoyed sleeping with slave masters. And there is a, a book, it's called Daughters of the Slave Trade. They often like cite this book in this space. And I, I mean, I, I think that it's really some hogwash. I've kind of um, researched the book. I have not read the book in and of itself, but I think it's hogwash. But the, the men in this space kind of push this, this notion of like this white supremacist notion that Black women, you know, like during slavery, Black women, you couldn't be raped because you were property, number one. And you couldn't say no if you wanted to. But there, there is a notion that Black women can't control their loins and they, well, their, their bodies. And as a result, they they are just extremely uninhibited and give it to anyone and, you know, uh, with reckless abandonment. And I want to know, I guess, just your thoughts on that notion. And if Black women are sexually liberated, does that lend itself to like there being any truth to the belief that Black women are just extremely sexually promiscuous? No. Um, so here's, well, there's two parts. Of, I'm going to answer that in two parts. One is that humans are sexual. <laughs> we are all sexual beings. It is a part of who we are. All humans all women have clitoris, an organ designed solely for the purpose of our sexual pleasure, has no other function at all. This allows us to be creative and, and um, expressive, and it, it, is, it is a very powerful organ. It allows us to realize our divinity. It is how we self-actualize. So that is, um, that's, that's universal. And but one of the things I think that is that continues to propagate this myth uh, is the guilt, and I want black men to get therapy for it. But there's this guilt that's there, and it should be there because we were being raped, and there was someone that was supposed to be protecting us, mm. and that was not happening. So if they want to read a book, there's a book called Wicked Flesh. Black women. Intimacy and Freedom in the Atlantic World is written by Jessica Marie Johnson out of the University of Pennsylvania, I think. Yeah, University of Pennsylvania Press. She goes into great detail about the types of societies that were happening at the start of the slave trade and how Black men's involvement shifted and also was um, kind of allowed some changes to be made in the way that Black women were being handled. And I think that we still carry that intergenerational harm in these spaces. And there is some work to do around that. You don't have to go to it. When I say therapy, I don't necessarily mean um, a, a licensed clinical therapist, although I do recommend that as well. But there is some healing therapy that needs to be in place. There is some shadow work, some ancestral work that needs to be in place in order for this wound to heal. Or they're going to stay mad because the anger is internal, it's not ours, it's on them, right? So when we talk about patriarchy and men leading, you also have to realize that you come from a lineage of men that could not lead, that could not protect. 
and then we're here. But we're here now. So what does that mean now? When people throw these stats up, they don't mean anything to me because I don't have a television. All I do is read. So I have the books here. I can read you an excerpt from them now, if that's what you need. Like it's there's more to it. There's, there's more to it than you think. And it's time to, I think right now, we have more time at home than ever before. There's time for us to come together for healing. Sex is healing. It's time to learn how to do it in a healing way. Wow. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your answer to that. And that was my mindset as well, that there is some guilt and shame surrounding um, the fact that, you know, Black women weren't protected. But I also think that that plays into the lack of respect that some Black women have for Black men as well. So I think that it is part of our trauma and that we are still reeling from the um, effects of, you know, what happened to our ancestors and the behaviors that we normalize as a result. But thank you for that. Um, I appreciate your response. Um, and I know we got a lot of super chats. Danny, go ahead. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to touch on that too, because you, you, y'all meant y'all were talking about, um, the women and what was happening with the women, but there were all, uh, thing, you know, like the thing of buck breaking. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And with the men being raped right in front of their women. And mm -hmm. so when you have um, something like that, that's traumatic and that's happened right in front of us and right in front of each other, um, she probably has to play a role. He's probably, and you know, I, I don't think either side enjoyed it at, at whatever point, but you know, I just think it's interesting because I think if the trauma was on both sides and so, um, when the trauma's been on both sides and neither side has healed, then it's it's gonna constantly be blaming each other for something that we're both not solely responsible for. If but the sense. women are the weaker sex. So the, you, as women, we look to be protected by our men. In addition to that, if you look at like, that is one, that's a, that's a war tactic. You, you take the women as spoils of war and you have your way with them. And it, 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 it it's um, a tactic that's used because of the psychological effects of it. So I think that, you know, as women, you know, I, I think about if someone came in my house right now, I am expecting my fiance to put his life on the line. And he that is the role that he plays in my life. We already know what it is, that this is something that we've discussed. He does. He is extremely protective of me. And I have an expectation of him to protect me at all costs. Um, but I'm also going to go out of my way to ensure that I don't um, invite a situation that could put him at risk. So but I, what I'm saying is it's not necessarily anything... Let's just say your man, not and that, let's not use your man. Let's use a, a slave or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, let's say those slaves did lose their lives, and you know he he did try to protect her, and he wasn't able to. Um, what happens when we fail each other? Is there in that case he's for that? forever a hero in my eyes, though? Uh, you know, I, I mean, he will be immortalized as a hero in my eyes. I understand that 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 is a, a you know something that a lot of us don't want to think about. If something yeah. were to happen and your partner risked their life and they lose their life, I would forever honor him in everything that I do. Um, but, but that is an expectation for my partner. What I'm if he sorry? risked? What if he risked his life and lost? 
then he that's what I'm saying. I would forever honor him. No, and no, he would be he could still be alive. Let's just oh. say he lost. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, he would still be a hero in my eyes because he stood up for me and he attempted to protect me. I, I mean, you know, in those days, of course, you're you you um are kind of going up against a, a power structure. So I I understand that the slaves it was a, a, essentially a death mission is what you're saying, or you know you could get your feet cut off, or there would be you know hell to pay. But to see as women, we need to see our men standing up to. To protect us and and that's where you know th that's to ensure that you know that respect is there that you know we understand that uh, like we're we have a warrior that's going to try to protect us at all costs even if he fails so um, for me um i have protection rituals so to me um as a woman i'm and i say this all the time i teach this femininity is protection Masculinity is defense. So my husband is in defense of our household. And what you're speaking about with someone coming in, that is defense now, right? Protection as the rituals that we do. So if, you know, that's that's why the witches were burned at the stakes, right? We have the protection rituals. So women protect, we protect through nurturing also. We create these healing spaces for men to be strong, to go out and be in defense of the home. That, that it's, a, it's a beautiful symbiotic relationship that we create with our spouses or with our partners. So when, and I'm speaking in a heteronormative tongue because I'm speaking in, in regards to male and female dynamic right now, masculine and feminine, um, husband and wife dynamics. And so for my husband, he is definitely, um, that's, that's his role. He knows that as the defender, right? But he knows that I, I have the altars built, right? We moved into this home. I'm the one that got the railroad spikes and 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 did the work around the house to protect the home. So there's uh, when you leave the whiteness, you under you start moving into this different understanding. Protection and defense work together, but they are two separate things, and they have two separate energies. One is masculine, one is feminine, and so that that is. Um, that's really, I think, important for us to understand. So we have guns in the house. We got guns in the car, right? We the, the, the protection is here as well, uh, but we that's it's it, and it's more than just weaponry, right? It's also there's protection and knowledge, divine feminine knowledge to keep us. We're not in spaces where we need to often worry about defense, right? It's changing the environment. Protection looks so feminine when you really break it down. And that allows the man to be in a space of defense. That allows the warrior energy to be present for the male. But they have there's there's a different mindset. My husband is of a different mindset. He's a more powerful man than the men I meet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Amina. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I'm enjoying this conversation because like this is like, you know, um, you know, something that just really hits home for me. And 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 um I, I do, you said something that I find interesting that, you know, your husband essentially embodies um, an energy that most of the men you meet don't. And it's the same thing for me. And that is why I am beholden to my partner. That is why um, I am not at all a feminist, but, um, and, and I, I um, like willingly, happily submit to him for someone to be willing to 
and have the understanding and uh, that, that, you know, if something should happen, that they will put their lives on the line for you. That is worthy and deserving of submission um, in my eyes. So, yeah, um, I, I'm just really enjoying the conversation. Me too. I'm going to read the super chats and then I got another question. Shout out to David Johnson. He says, we get it. We get it. Everything is the black man's fault. That train is never late. <laughs> Glad you know it's about time you admitted it, David. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Um, shout out to Karan Williams. He says 653 women got HIV from zaddy bed winching at an all-time high. I believe your body, your choice, my wallet, my choice. I want <laughs> the equality feminism lies about. Interesting. I don't even, I don't even understand what I'm reading here. What yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Bad things. Okay, because it's a a few of them. And damn it, I done lost some because the damn thing then went up on me. Shout out to Melody. She says, like the stream. Thank you so much, Melody. Um, Shout out to Kenny Conjo. Um, He says, just stopping through to show support. Uh, Show my support. Wait, just stopping through to show support. My sister's getting ready to fight this rush hour traffic. Listening in. Shout out Thank to you, Kim Kanjo. Um, shout out to there. I said it. He says, Is your guest familiar with Brooklyn Blue? Um, also known as Kendall St. Charles. If so, does she agree with her teachings? Uh, dark wisdom. Um, have you ever heard of Brooklyn Blue? No, I've never heard of her. Um, oh, I think, uh, I think you would have probably found um some of her con well, I think some of y'all's content is uh very similar, but um she was she used to deal a lot in dark wisdom. And um, I think her focus was on like dealing with uh, empaths and narcissists uh, or some of her focus was and okay. uh, healing and stuff like that. So I got to look her up. I haven't, I'm not familiar. I'm going to look her up though. Thank you for that. No problem. But now I'm not sure if any of her content is still on YouTube. I think like it's, she, she's kind of went underground a lot of it with a lot of it. So uh, I wonder if I've spoken to her on Clubhouse. There's somebody that's kind of incognito on Clubhouse right now that has been somewhat driven underground. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't consume a lot of content though. I mostly read, so I don't have a lot of people that I. I'm always open to recommendations. I just don't spend a lot of time consuming um, content that I can't. Uh, you know, I like. I like to be able to trace information and a lot of content that I find online doesn't really have a, a pathway for me to trace as far as an educational lineage. And I'm a lineage holder yeah. lineage. So for me, I I, I would have to, I, I, I'm not familiar though. I'll look into it and see what I, see what I find. Um, if you know of any, any books that she's written or anywhere, any books that she's referenced. Um, she did yeah. write a book, but I'm not, I'm not all the way certain. I, I, like, you know, how you kind of hear remnants of stuff, but you uh, might catch it. You might not. You And it's one of those things is like passing information. Right. Right. Okay, cool. You post it. All right. Okay. Shout out to David Johnson. He says you can't be protected by the very men you'll throw under the bus, <laughs> like dragging your men to into the same oppressor's court. Um, I don't subscribe to those type of things, but um, yeah, I, I understand the point that you're making. Okay. Yeah, I think people, you know, like my grandma used to always say, "Hit dogs, hit dogs, holler." Right. Ooh. 
like I said, I come from a family. I have a husband. I'm friends with my two ex-husbands. I come from a family of strong men. My dad was a military man. He left me a lot of money. My brothers are military men. My uncles are educated men. One of them um, recently passed away, but was a very high high ranking person at, at Jackson State. I, I come oh, from, from Mississippi? Yeah, my family, I have Mississippi bloodlines. I have Cree Indian oh, bloodlines. Wow, you know I'm in Mississippi right now. Oh, are you? My family, I have family from, from Jackson on my dad's side and Scuba on my Me mom. Me too, Jackson. My yeah. So, oh, so I, when I'm talking to, when I'm talking about what I'm witnessing, I'm witnessing in my work, this is what I do full time, right? I work with the black community full time and have been working with and in the black community for 25 years. Like this, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. Like this is who I am. You can Google, <laughs> I do not hide, I'm very public. My family knows what I do, they know what I stand on. And my, my the men around me honor that and they uphold their women. My brothers are all married, right? My, so all the all the things that, and I, and I don't say this to make it seem like I'm now because of this deserving. I just want you to know that all the things that you think are, I'm challenging them. Cause I want you to challenge them. I want I want the black community whole, right? Like that's what I want. <laughs> so it's not like I'm I'm doing this or out here to shred you as a black man. Absolutely not. In no way, shape, or form. I'm saying it's time to challenge what you have been chewing, because that ain't your food. Oh, I love it. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. Do 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 do. So, no, I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna and to add uh, as a reminder, like, like I said, like I think I'm up to probably about eighty percent of my clients are black women. So that also challenges what you think about sex work, doesn't it? How does that fit into your narrative about my body count when eighty mm. percent of my clients are, are are women and are coming for a certain type of sexual healing? Some of their husbands are sending them to me from the trauma they've endured at the hands of other black men. It's not, it's to open your mind. That's all I'm asking. It's not a big deal, right? Well, you gotta be you gotta be mad. Why are you so mad? <laughs> um, shout out to Gabe A for the super sticker. Thank you so much, Gabe A. Thank you, Gabe. Okay, so this is what I wanted to get into. Okay, with uh, spirituality, and empowerment why is it that most women tend when they go through um things spiritually it seems like when they talk about the empowerment portion it always kind of boils back down to putting their sexuality on display am i tripping have you ever do you notice a trend like that because it seems like girls go through and then it becomes spiritual. The next thing I know, it's like, oh, I'm a sexual being and I'm powerful. Yeah, I think, well, I think there's two sides to it because, um, you know, a lot of a lot of women go through Queen Afua's training. And so in her training, they're, they're, you, you're pretty covered. And, um, you know, I went, I, I was a practicing Muslim. So, and, and also still spiritually and sexually awakened, but covered. Right. So though 
I think that there's we you know there's there's both sides, but we, we witness now more than ever because we have um, a kind of spiritual showcases, right? You have Instagram, which is a spiritual showcase kind of thing, and mm-hmm. um, and that I think um, encourages a little bit more. Um, it's, it's a visual platform, and it encourages more visibility. I think also though, when you've been told over and over again that your body is supposed to be consumed by someone, that it is very powerful to step in the appreciation of your own body and to and to own that yourself. And figuring out what that looks like looks different for everybody. But for some women, it is nudity is empowering. I often teach classes in the nude. I've, teach, I've taught at conferences in the nude. Um, to demystify the idea of the body being strictly for your sexual consumption, right? It's actually legal to be topless on the beach if you're not doing anything that's sexually, you know, to kind of move sexual arousal, right? You can be, it's legal. And it's legal because the body is the body. Someone sexualized it and made it only for sex, but that wasn't us. And you look at pictures of, of, of go to go to, we grew up with National Geographic in the house. We, we, we grew up in, my mother is very, very, very hotep and very pro-black. So we grew up in a house with no TV, a lot of books and a lot of National Geographic magazines. And in that you saw the same thing, right? You saw African women who weren't concerned and weren't being harmed because their bodies were being visible. So we cover up the body and then what happens? Rape goes up. We cover up the body and then what happens? Like, it's like, it's it's almost like we're, our bodies are being policed for, for their protection, right? In Islam, they do this. They say, You're, you know, this is to protect the man from sinning. Like I'm not, I'm not, I think there is some liberation in not allowing yourself to be used that way. Like protect your motherfucking self. I can cuss Right. Where's the self-control? Oh yeah. <laughs> Where's your self-control? What, you know, why do my actions determine whether or not you'll be able to, you know, be a controlled human? Like, hello. All right. Well, do you think with the, with our women being, and then I hate to say this because it sounds um, not really conducive, but I'm going to get it out anyway. Um, do you think the images of over-lives, over-sexualized women, do you think that's beneficial or detrimental um, to young women or young girls? Um, I think that Disney is detretrimental to young girls. <laughs> Probably far more. Far more than anything right. else. So if I was to protect a child from anything, it'd be Walt Disney. Um, it'd be the it'd be the Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and all of this, um, you know, normalization of uh, and centering of whiteness and mm. how they how they move. Um, as a, as a child growing up and, and witnessing that, I'm very grateful that I was protected from that so that I know to honor my own blackness and my own body. Um, now, as far as modern right now, I think that we, you know, it's really, there is a lot of harm that's there. I think um, one of the things that happens is that we highlight one type of body. And I think that's harmful. 
So not harmful in the ways that we may we may first think at first glance, but I think it's very harmful to um, to manipulate desire based on one type of body. That this body is the body that that everyone strives for, that creates um, a culture of of uh, self esteem issues. Excuse me, mm-hmm. a lack of confidence, um, which allows you to be pray for fuckboys. And I think so. To mm-hmm. me, that's what the problem is really. I think that as we start to witness um, women holding on to their bodies in in different ways, but, and that could be nudity, that could be. Um, but just holding on to knowing that your body is beautiful and that you are a beautiful human and that you're not, um, that your the body isn't inherently sexual and it is powerful and it is divine and sensuality and sexuality are our superpowers. As you start to understand that, then that changes things. But just trying to appear a certain way so that someone will desire you, I think that that will always be a problem. And I think that that, that might be being wow. amplified right now. Wow. I've heard you uh, highlight that before, how like essentially that confidence and knowledge is um, an F-boy repellent. (laughs) And I think that that's so interesting. And I definitely think that there's truth in that. No, and I mean, I say this all the time. I'm very grateful for my upbringing. I don't have a... um, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience around fuckboys. Like I just, I don't know them. I know of them. I, I do the cleanup work, but I've been dating my whole life very powerfully. Um, my mother dates very powerfully, right? So I don't, I, I don't, I'm not exposed to, to the ignorance. Um, those men are scared of me. They don't, they don't come around me. So I don't witness that. The men that I'm around are powerful men. They control their diets. They control their tongues. They control their hands. They're swift with them. They practice martial arts. They eat mm-hmm. well. They care for their children. None of them are on child support and have ever been threatened with such. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a different caliber of human. That and works. so, yeah. So I don't. I don't. I know that this works because I don't witness them other ones that everybody. You know, like, I, my, and they don't have. I, I look at. I look at. I judge a sheep by his flock, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I teach women this. Now, if you think your man is not a fuckboy, look at his friends. And if his friends are all fuckboys, guess what? He's not a black sheep. He too Ooh. is a fuckboy. And so, fuckboy repellent is like accessing your true divine feminine energy. Mm. And I find that so I mean, I'm probably gonna have to give me a consultation. Listen, I, I about the divine person, I'm so mad. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have another question for you. Um, now, just hearing you speak, um, like I said, I, like personally, I'm not a feminist, and I like um, I am, don't have a lot of knowledge about sex work and all that it entails and everything that falls under the umbrella. Most of my exposure comes from being in your rooms to believe it or not. And I found my way into a a few other rooms on Clubhouse that have been very eye-opening and very intriguing um, information and dialogue that I've been able to partake in. And I'm thankful for that. But one thing that I noticed specifically with you is it's apparent that you're a conscious woman. So I wanted to talk about the intersectionality between 
the fight for black people and the fight for, you know, um, our rights, the fight for, um, you know, ending oppression of black people, uh, the fight for essentially ending white supremacy and returning us to our rightful place um, in this country and across the diaspora. Uh, but I wanted to talk about how that intersects between the fight for, uh, you know, sexual liberation or, um, for, for, for women, essentially, like, how can we talk about, I guess, how the two intersect? Because in conversations with you, I'm noticing um, the intersectionality. And I just want to see if we can kind of dialogue about that for a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, I spend a lot of time in nature. I'm sure you kind of can hear it around me. Absolutely. I, live, I live at the base of, of the mountain and, and there's a, I'm surrounded by, by nature and I witness nature on a regular basis. I make it a, a point to do so. Um, as a spiritual practice, really. And one of the things that I know is that it, the the Bible, really, I think, um, has been used as a tool to manipulate us to think that we are um, that we are so so different than than the animals. And I don't think that we're very different. I think that that we learn a lot from the way that they care for each other. It's something to witness and to learn. And uh, um, the, the thing about white misanthropy, and I use, um, I'm trying to use that term more. I got that term from Ty Shaw, Activated Goddess. I think she is on Instagram um, or she has Activated Goddess. That's her thing. It's IamTyShaw.com. Great person to learn from as well. She's an initiated priestess and um, and just a lineage holder in, in many, many practices but replacing the term white supremacy with, with white misanthropy and acknowledging how much um, harm has been done and control has been initiated through this hatred for not just um, black people, but really for all living things. And that when we start to witness even the way the animals um, commune for, for sex and then not necessarily try to imitate that, but look at like how far off are we from anything natural? In, our, in the ways that we commune and respect and honor each other. Like we are, we have to come back to the center. We have to come back. And so we have to abandon a lot of this, um, this, this colonialist theory that, that has been placed into our communities. We, sex is a naturally occurring thing. Now where the problems come in is that if I'm trying to own you through sex, and ownership is something that comes from colonialism, mm. right? Then we start seeing a whole heap of shit. We have a big pile of problems now from trying to own someone through the way that they experience sex or how they're allowed to have sex. And you start seeing this. And when you unpack that, you, you, you will not start to explore sexual liberation without realizing where the oppression comes from. And when you realize where the oppression comes from, it's very easy to point to, it's very easy to point to colonialism. It's very yeah. easy to point to the dark ages. We had temples built for sex. We had temples built honoring sexuality. Look at the walls in Egypt. Look at the temples in Kathmandu. Yeah, Look at yeah, the, right. the temples in Central and the Gambia and in Central and South Africa. Like you can see it. This ain't ours. But if you still believe that you are heathen, because that's what they told you, then you'll abandon that and your life will look different. And look at community now. Look where we're at now. 
So what I see is a lot of people like really coming against this idea with like, it's a big problem and this is well, where are you going? This is this is going to take us to this place, and this is why this is happening. No, this is actually not why this is happening. I, we're we're moving towards something new, something refreshing, something change, something change worthy. We're on a different path. We've decided to leave that path and actually experience community different. Community is healthy and thriving, but we're trying to make it grow. We're trying to expand that, right? And that that's a different look. We're trying to establish freedom, true, actual freedom. You cannot have liberation and then keep the body in prison. It won't work. You cannot have liberation and then lock the pussy up or lock the penis up. But you can have you have to have integrity. That's a word that I don't see thrown in the chat very I don't think I've seen it yet, actually. Mm, of course not. Um, you know, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I absolutely understand and I follow. So I had to add a new word to my, um, vocabulary. Uh, um, um, what was it? I, I just put it in my notes, uh, misanthrope. So just as it relates to replacing, um, white supremacy, um, but I, I just wanted to say the men in the chat, it's so funny that they are kind of, um, you know, highlighting that she's a feminist and yada, yada, yada. And like the chat in and of itself is filled with so much misogyny. It's like, I, you know, uh, like that you guys seem to be bothered by seeing a woman who is liberated, who is walking in her own light and, you know, speaking truth and, you know, um, not uh, not hiding, being open with who she is, what she does and what she's about. Um, that seems to be very intimidating. And I wanted to know if you come across that often. I don't. It's funny. Um, no, I don't. I don't involve myself with uh, in spaces where people don't don't read a lot of books. I try to avoid that, mm. and so I don't. I don't come across a lot of a lot of um, a lot of this. Like I usually, people have a more expansive vocabulary and the ability mm -hmm. to actually communicate. I I am around people that have a dissenting opinion. But but they're able to communicate that, and we are able to come to a level of understand, understanding. Right. I don't get to witness this a lot, um, unfortunately. But I mean, fortunately, actually, <laughs> right? I'm, fortunately, I'm very grateful for it. And also, again, like I just I'm not around. Like I said, I, I don't I don't consume a lot of misinformation. Um, I, I, I'm very intentional with that. I'm intentional with the music that I play. I'm intentional with the food that I eat. I'm intentional with the people that I fuck. And so those things I think are really protective for me. So I'm, I'm grateful that I'm in a space where, um, you know, we, we are able to, to communicate um, fully without, without insulting each other, without um, trying to figure out like what, if we don't, you know, we ask questions, we're not, we don't, we're not an assumptive community. I don't, I don't, I teach people that are going to be around me how to love me. And in that teaching is to not assume that it's safe to ask a question here. To assume I'm with Nature Boy is really strange. Nature Boy could never, but to pay to ask the question would have been made more sense, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's, so, so the people that I'm around would do that. That's what would happen. Mm -hmm. And and I as a free like truly this is my thing I'm working on freedom, 
And I know that there's going to be people that I leave behind, people that I don't see, people that I don't get to interact with. And they may be some great people, but my freedom is paramount. My freedom is more important than all of this. And so what freedom looks like to me, I have a very clear, specific definition of freedom. I would love to hear people in the chat say what freedom looks like to them. Like, chant that out. Make that an affirmation right here in this chat. What does freedom look like for you? What does liberation look like for you? And where does sex fit in that paradigm? How does I'd that- I'd love to hear that too. Um, because I think that there's there's space for that conversation to be had, even with the ones that don't read a lot. I think being that you vibrate at such a higher frequency, it, it's apparent that you're intentional about the company you keep and the spaces you frequent. And yeah, I understand that because you may not be, but I, I I'm an I'm an empath, and like I absorb all of the energy that's around me. Um, so it can be kind of daunting to frequent spaces that are not inviting, are not welcoming. So um, I, I certainly understand where you're coming from. Um, Danny, I think it's on you, boo. Okay, I'm gonna read the super chats. Um, shout out to Karan. He says, are y'all going to open it up because this slavery boogeyman for things that date back to the motherland and i've read it i've is read it not is not books and books thank you karan um, yeah thank you we appreciate the super chat i'm not sure um, saying, but thank you and shout out to dj Knopf. he says so if this is cool and true what then is the definition of a virtuous woman um, I love that. I love that question. Because when we speak to virtue, we're speaking to um, typically we're speaking about a chaste woman, right? So then I ask you, where did you get that word from? And I think that's what I'm saying. Like that's what people miss. And this is what like this is why my sex work is about. It's you know it's it's different than what people expect when they show up. They're like, oh, this is what the sex work looks like. Yes, this is what the sex work looks like. Define that word. What does virtue mean to you? Where'd you get it from? Because typically when someone's speaking about a virtuous woman, mm -hmm. historically, the way the word is used, we're talking about a woman that does not have sex until she is married, a chaste woman. Marriage as an institution was meant to protect land. I refuse to be, as a free woman, I refuse to be used to protect land. My marriage is not meant to protect land. In fact, I own land when I came into my marriage, right? So... So this is this is a very different uh, for me. That's a very different. Now, if you're talking about of moral character, yes, I have my own moral compass. In fact, on my website atltantra.com forward slash about, you can read about what my moral compass looks like. I actually put it out there for you to consume, to chew up and digest, and maybe to take some of it and apply it to your own life because that's what I do. I teach, and so you can go and look at that. But I do believe that there's a way that we can establish and truly understand what morality is. The Bible has never been my moral compass in my whole life. I didn't grow up with it in the house. My mother was not a biblical woman. I don't use white men's words for morality. Ooh, how, could I, how could I when I witness the type of harm they've caused in this planet? What do they know of virtue? So when we look at the word virtue and what is virtuous, I could never involve them in that conversation. I refuse. So if that is 
the what you're looking at, then you have to develop your own moral compass. What does morality look like for you? Is that the question? I can tell you what it looks like for me, right? And then that, but that's gonna, I think that there's certain things that are, we understand as a collective as moral. And then there's a few things that we understand that, that someone else has told you is moral and decipher the difference between the two. I think that's very helpful. You know what? The thing is, I'm sorry, I just have to highlight this. Um, she, uh, nothing that she is saying is hard to comprehend. <laughs> I, I don't know what y'all are listening to, but she's speaking extremely, she's extremely clear about what she's saying. And I don't know if there is a problem with the comprehension of some people in the chat, but come on, like nothing she's saying is hard to comprehend. Like, seriously, stop it. Um, they did some, we did get some answers to the question about what freedom looks like. And I, I didn't know if you saw those, but yeah. uh, let me quickly read uh, Karan's super chat and we can talk about it. Uh, Karan says, sorry, was typing and cooking. I've read books and I'm around sex work and workers since the 90s. Slavery isn't to blame for everything. Um, thank you for the super chat, Karan. And you didn't have to, you could have typed it in the chat, but thank you for retyping it and super chatting it. We definitely appreciate you. Um, okay, so we there were a variety of responses to the questions, the question regarding what freedom looks like to people, and well, not a variety, there were a few people who responded, and um, yeah, so some of them, someone said being childless and unmarried is freedom. Um, Tony said freedom is the power to resist tyranny and live, i.e., police brutality. Uh, someone said discipline is freedom. And I think that's all, that was all the responses that I, I saw. Uh, oh, freedom is no baby daddy. Oh, um, or no baby mama, right? That's the, I guess the flip side of that would be no baby mama. Um, so how yeah. Does that, how does that work for community? Um, if there are no parents. I think they're saying husbands as opposed to, you know, sleeping ah. with someone and having kids. Um, out of wedlock, um, you know, but um, that's another another story. Uh, I don't know, Danny. Is it on you or me? It was on me. Um, so, do you think that sex work interferes with personal connections? Um, the ones that I don't want, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I am. I am of the. I'm of the opinion. This is again. It goes back to freedom, right? Like the freedom to be. I'm a human being. I'm not a human thinker. I'm not a human. Let me act like you want me to act. I'm a human being. So for me, freedom is the ability to be as I am, um, and all the ways that that comes up. And so the people that are going to be around me are going to be those that allow me to be. And that's how I stay off depression, depression medication and anxiety medication. I'm not worried about what you think in the future. And I'm not thinking about what you thought of me in the past. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm being. And so I really do believe um, that I, I know some people have left my, my sphere. And that, that is called uh, uh, freedom for them also. The beauty of freedom is that it works on both sides. When you have it, you offer it. I can't just have freedom without giving you some. That's not what freedom looks like. Freedom is I got it, so you get it too. You got the freedom to bounce <laughs> or respect my boundaries. You got the freedom to honor me or not be around me. 
And um, and I, I similarly have that same freedom. And so you make better choices. Mm. I don't have, I don't have drama because I don't make the I make better choices with freedom. And so it changes how we move. And I think it really heals the black community. We could use a little less drama. I think we could all agree on that, no matter what side of the fence you're on on this one. And so have freedom to communicate clearly what you want and what you need and what you desire. And having those that are willing to participate in that be in your presence is what you deserve as a black person. Um, So when um, people engage in sex work, do you think it's more about the empowerment, the money or the clout that comes with it? Um, that's a good question. I think, um, for, there's a lot of reasons. I don't think clout is one of them. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I so, I, you know, and, I, and I'm, let me put it into context. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say, uh, you mean like OnlyFans? Yeah. Like the girl who made a million dollars in a day. Um, or women that's making like hella bank from OnlyFans because somebody came to admire a picture. And I do mm-hmm. think, you know, you get a certain amount of clout, quote unquote, with that. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. So I think, um, you know, like, I think it's it's power in that way. I think to me, out of all those things, I would say that the mo- the for that in that instance, in that instance in particular, um, that that would I would point to power because there's a certain amount of power that's there, a certain amount of power that you come to know you have when you realize that at the mere suggestion that you were going to show someone your body, you got a million dollars. Like I can't even say that without smiling from ear to fucking ear. That's amazing. <laughs> that's that financial liberation, right? And it's gonna piss some people off who's working in the fields. Right. You work, you go to work for whoever it is and you work full time and you will put in 50 hours a week on salary with very little benefits, no union to protect you. And um, and then you get off work and 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 you you're chasing, you're buying um, whatever they've told you is luxury with some names stamped on it so that you can wear that and go out and hopefully attract someone that will sleep with you. Yeah, that's a whole different life. I'd be pissed off too if I saw it looking different. I, I understand the anger and the frustration, but I think that that's power. And power dynamics, when they shift, always will will ruffle feathers. I don't. I think maybe maybe it's a combination of all of them. Maybe in power there's some clout. There's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that. Or maybe it's a sandwich or a soup of all of that. But the cup that holds it says power on it. And I think that that what that's scary for a lot of people. Very, very. Um, I also wanted to ask you, um, when a woman is engaged in sex work, um, does it distort her views of men? Um, at one point, when you thought about men um, engaging in buying women, you would think that most of us was thinking that it was a sleazy type of guy, a bum, somebody that's unsavory. But, you know, with the existence of social media, you're seeing that um, guys from all walks of life are buying pussy, like all walks of life. Um, Do you think that 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 distorts um, women's views of men? 
Um, no, I think I think women are delusional, and 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 they don't they like their views of men are, are warped. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I and I say that because I I realize more and more how many people are like consuming television has painted a certain idea of who is because that's where you got it from, right? That's where people get that from, right? Where do you get this idea of who is buying sex? And if you're not buying it, then you probably got it from television. Mm. And so like when I first started this work in 1997, I was working for a psychiatrist and a psychologist and it was a sexual surrogacy program. Um, and so those people were, were paying thousands of dollars to move through a healing practice, right? Um, and I always say this because people also don't think, you know, it's a very ableist idea also. There are people that, you know, it, when you when you acknowledge that this is a problem and you say this is, oh, this is a problem, it's a moral problem, then who, the, are you saying then that the person who is, um, who is handicapped is, shouldn't have sex either? Because what about the, what about the person that shows up to offer them comfort or that the person who is a retiree and, and has no one around, um, that they don't, they're, they're not worthy of, it's a very ableist mindset where we decide who is worthy of sex because you shouldn't pay for it, right? So that, it, it kind of wipes all that out the window though when you're looking at the cost of sex and you're not talking about the, you know, and this is not a drag for, for those that are on, that, that were on Backpage, but we're not talking about the $25 blowjob that people probably were getting from Backpage. We're talking about mm. all varieties of sex work and it shows up in a lot of different ways. Sex work mm. looks different than what you've been told and that's what I want people to pay attention to. And then when you pay attention to it and you say, well, this sex work is different. Why? Cause who said what? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like that's, it's, it's a lot of that to, to unpack in that, uh, in that reality. It's also a question. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I just wanna acknowledge quickly in the comments. It's amazing to me, I was a safe sex educator for a long time. It's amazing to me that how many people don't know or appear to not know how to have sex safely. There's a, I've seen a lot of talk about disease mm. and a lot of that is avoidable. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm confused at that um, trajectory of the conversation. So I, don't, I just wanna acknowledge that, that for those of you that don't know, if you need a reference, you can slide in my DMs. I'll connect you with someone that can educate you on how to have safe sex so that you're not constantly worried about disease because that's completely avoidable. That's part of the narrative that black women are reckless and promiscuous. Oh, so that's where that's coming from. Such a read, such a classy read. Always. Oh my gosh. I have a, I, I do have a question though. I'm a petty um, officer. So. <laughs> Go ahead. It was a classy read. It was. I don't know if you uh, are aware, but a lot of the men in this space are Black MGTOW, um, SYSBM, which is like Save Yourself Black Man, Red Pill, like all of the, um, you know, the passport bros. They all kind of are like kind of like fed up with Black women and um, mm. they kind of push a narrative that you know, black men need to allow the community to burn and they need to 
um, you know, seek companionship by getting their passports and going overseas to some of these third world countries and finding women that way. And, um, you know, there are some men in the space and like at the extreme level would be, you know, having not engaging with any woman at all and, you know, getting a blow up dial or some of them promote like not anyone in particular, but some of the rhetoric is that you could, you know, engage with prostitutes, but, um, you know, um, you or get a blow up dial. So I, I wanted to know um <laughs> as it relates so people have their own thing their own fetishes own kinks that they get into um do you think that this growing movement of other men kind of saying hey you know black women aren't on board with our program so encouraging other black men and there are some young males in this space um to kind of seek companionship outside of um the states could um impact you know black sex work you know the ability for black women to uh grow and, and and earn as it relates to sex work no i don't think they could afford the prices that i'm teaching black women to charge um so i don't i don't think that that affects affects black women the ones that i'm training and teaching i don't think it affects them at all i think that and in fact i i i've never I've heard mention of groups like this, but always um, the incels and, and white boys. So I didn't even, this is how far removed I am from that level of ignorance is that I'm I'm not even, I don't even know of those people. I don't know anyone, anyone that's not, like my people, we hug, you know, like we like human touch. We we take care of each other. And so it's just a very different reality. And, and I guess for me at that point, I kind of, you know, on one side, I, I want to feel sorry, but the other side, I want to also like donate to their cause so that I can encourage that so that they're further removed mm -hmm. from us. So that, yeah. that that's, that's what protection looks like to me. Yeah, it was very shocking to my system when I came in this space because I'm not used to it as a conscious woman. I'm used to like community minded people, not people with this individualistic mindset that are saying screw the community and yada, yada, yada. Like some of now, now, I, and I don't want to take away from the fact that the men in this space do bond over shared experiences. And some of what they are saying are things that I've seen. Um, I don't know if their way to address it, i.e. let the black community burn and, you know, don't aid in, you know, um, helping with black children and yada, yada, yada. I don't necessarily agree with their approach, but I do think that um, there is some like validity to some of the arguments that are made in this space and that, you know, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't have thousands of men in one space and all of them have this shared experience and like say that, you know, they're all lying or they're making it up. So, uh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a shock to my system when I first came to this space because I had never seen anything like it. Yeah. I mean, I think, and again, like, like I said, I don't, um, I'm very far removed from it. And so a lot of the, like, I've been, I've literally been scratching my head trying to read some of the comments because I don't, I really don't understand. And I'm not feigning ignorance. I just don't, I'm not around black people like this. I, I and even when I lived in Chicago, I worked for the Chicago project for violence prevention for a long time. And even then that wasn't what I was witnessing there. Like that, this is, um, this is, I don't know. I, I don't even really know what to, what's a point to, and and I don't think, it, and I see you, Era, I don't think it's a class thing. Um, 
I think that it's an upbringing thing. I really do. I think that it's a free thought thing. And we were just encouraged. Free thought was really encouraged. I have family members that go Google Scuba, Mississippi. That's not a rich town, honey. Um, like we're not, I'm not That's talking about it. show not. Right. Like my, my people are not from what, what class? No, honey, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ability to, to, um, that does not, where you're at should not take away from your ability to seek. Yeah, I don't take you as a classist, like at all. At not all. even in the least. At all. My husband yeah. is from West Helen in my Arkansas. Like at all. We're not classists over here. <laughs> I host retreats that black people can afford at all walks of life. I'm the only person that I found so far that does it, takes black folks to luxury retreats, works with couples, making sure that their black marriages are strong, that their black relationships are strong all over the globe in a way that is affordable. They pay me $200 a month to come spend and have very beautiful marriages. What you think and what you know. Yeah. And I just want to say, Sean, I in no way dismissed the black manosphere. I just gave validity to the arguments and the sharing that happens in this space. If you listen to what I said. Mm -hmm. um, let me read these super chats. A shout out to J Demetrius. Uh, he says, are you familiar with the dilemma of unchecked freedom? Because that's a problem, too. There has to be rules to defend us from ourselves. Um, I would say it's fair. I don't. I don't believe in that. No, I think rules to defend you from yourself. Are you calling yourself an, an animal, a heathen? Mm. You can't control yourself. You need a rule. You can't exist. That is not freedom, then. But what about that's so that's a white supremacist point too? Or yeah, wait, but, but if you're talking about freedom for all people. Like everybody's free to do whatever they want to do, free to be whomever they want to be. Then how does that protect us from each other? Because um, if it was, if everybody was free to do everything that they wanted to do and, and be whoever they want to be, um, do you think people would actually go to their, um, to I guess to like their primal nature? Um, well, the reason I said that that's a white supremacist talking point just really quickly is because there was this notion, and I know the people in this space hate anything conscious, but uh, that, you know, the, the that the black folk were the white man's burden and that they were civilizing black people by having these regulations and, you know, laws in place. So that's why I said that. But um, I understand the question that you're posing. I understand the question, but if your freedom thinks makes you think you might harm someone then you don't know freedom that freedom what about, doesn't you what, have what to about freedom of uh, or of, of and not necessarily living in fear that somebody is going to harm you but then we can't be unrealistic and say that that doesn't happen when people do what they want to do i mean there there are consequences to you not being free you know but if i'm if i'm free i'm not giving up my shoddy i'm still free <laughs> Come run up if you want to, right? Like I'm still free. I am liberated. I'm still free. Now, if you think that you want to engage in oppression, that means that you're not free. My freedom invokes protection. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. So that's what I'm saying. The person that wants to run up and get some, they're not free. They're trying to figure out a way to emulate what they know, which is that misanthropy. When you're free, you're free. You're not worried about that. If I'm fucking somebody for a million dollars, I'm free. Who's getting harmed there? You, you just mad because you didn't get the million? Like, what are we talking about? 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that doesn't harm anyone. Gotcha. That doesn't harm you, but your feelings are hurt. So now you have a response that you don't know how to manage. Mm. Mm. Now that makes sense. Well. Shut out to Black Wizard. He says, freedom cannot be defined. Freedom is being. Thank yes. you so much for that. And shout out to DJ Knopf. He says, pretending to act like there isn't a problem doesn't change the fact that there is, has been, and a correction is coming. Guess we'll see. Um, thank you, DJ Knopf. Thank you guys for the super chats. Um, did you have another one or did you want me to go, Danny? You can go. I'm trying to look through my what you call it. Okay, so I want to know... Um, <laughs> What? Chats, you know, the, <laughs> I can't help but to laugh. <laughs> okay. So that's letting you know that this question. Oh, so uh, being that we're in a in a predominantly male space, I want to know what men can do. So for, for for what men can do to help change the narrative, to help reshape or reframe how sex work is viewed, um, you know, for those men who do want to do their part, because we have a few every once in a while, we have like some men that are actually feminists who come to this space. Um, they're definitely ostracized. I, I will keep it real. But, um, you know, and or for those who just want to support and do understand that, you know, um, that this is something that that, that intersects with their fight as well. What can men do to um, help to reframe how sex work is viewed? First, mind the business that pays you. That's, that is the gospel. That is the truth. If you're not buying sex, then why are you so pressed about those who do? But you know what, uh, um, Goddess Amina, they mm -hmm. are. They oh, are some of the biggest endorsers of it and so i'm you know when we came about with this stream and concrete um had mentioned you i'm like oh hell yeah um this space endorses buying sex um mm -hmm. more than any anybody i've ever seen um but that's a new thing you know forever in the black culture like tricking was not cool you get shamed and yeah yada 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 but but, but, but then this thing, that, that, that was still happening though of course. right so it's just like the the not getting out and give head is my first time that kind of shit. <laughs> like, it was still happening. The fact that they shamed it and lied about it didn't doesn't change that. Sorry, babe. I'm right. sorry. I know yeah. you were saying that. It's just um, it's hypocritical at its best. Um, you guys get here and y'all co-sign it. Y'all don't have anything to say when you are on um or around people that have been involved in the business. You're not going to say a word. You're hush hush about it. Uh, it's a it's a cardinal sin when now we have somebody who's talking about it in a healthy way, um, giving different perspectives on it that you guys don't really get a chance to see. And then you come up That's and you part. try to demonize it, which I find hilarious and mm -hmm. hypocritical at its finest. Please stop. Please stop. Um, <laughs> shout out to Mr. Curling. He says, I'm back. What did I miss? Babe, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> You're going to have um, to catch the replay. 
Ah, uh, shout out to Karan Williams. He said, "Words." So that's how y'all gonna treat my five dollars. I see the real you. Oh, did we did we miss? Baby, um, when I say we get into these conversations and miss super chats, I apologize. And we apologize. That's not our intention. You know, we appreciate the love that y'all are showing. If we missed your comment, all you got to do is say, "Hey, miss my super chat," and type what you meant to say. But thank you. We appreciate the support. Yes. Yes, but uh, hypocrites at its finest. Oh, we did get somebody. Somebody asked who was at the farm. I'm in Hawaii, so there's chickens and roosters and birds and lizards and shit all around. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's it's me. I think it was Khadija that asked that. It's me, Khadija. Okay, and uh, shout out to John Doe. He says protection isn't free. It never was. Um, thank you so much, John Doe. Um, got two more. Shout out to Curlin. He says, let me guess. Y'all's guest said some things and folks got up in arms and clutched their pearls. You already yeah. know uh, it was some pearl clutch clutching going on. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, the freedom you have is in your choice of focusing your attention on love or fear. There is little choice outside of that. Choosing love is choosing freedom, but to that freedom, you must submit. Mm, Black wizard. It's the first time we didn't agree all day. I wish I could. <laughs> absolutely true and right. My commodity is love. That's what I tell people all day, every day. I sell love for a living. I believe in that. I submit to it. Absolutely. And I get to enjoy it. I have never been more loved in my life than I am today. And yesterday mm -hmm. was beautiful. Oh my gosh. The energy is the energy for me. Um, did you have another question, uh, Danny? No, I don't. Okay, I have one more. Else. I have one more. So, um, Amina, I do want to know that. Well, it, it seems as though, like today, people seem to be far more liberal than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And um, as a result, I want to know if you think that we are, as a people, well, people as in human beings um, are evolving to a place where sex work is more accepted and there will be less judgment. What, what are your thoughts on that? I'm trying to get folks to that space. And I think that they're, I'm in beautiful company. There are a lot of people who are working to try to get us closer to that space where it is more accepted because there's safety in that and there's an additional freedom in that. I am moving towards freedom actively every day. So this is a part of that. Being able to be free to live as I want to live is a part of that. So absolutely. Um, I, think that, I think that we have space for growth and and room for growth. I think when a lot of when a lot of people acknowledge that their mama was hoeing, that will help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. You mean like when she was sneaking Mr. Leroy in the house Listen, and telling them that we had so many uncles? Listen, Uncle Tommy, Uncle Johnny, Uncle Jim, all the, all the uncles, but also all the fact that the government didn't allow women to have bank accounts. So the only thing for us to be safe as an adult was to get married. If that's forced whoredom. Oh. So we people forget that they come from a long line of hoes, and they just oh. they, we, we we lack the acknowledgement. 
If the government says the only way you can live free as an adult, the only way that you can have a house is by fucking a man. What is that? Sounds like you, yo, sounds like some oh. had some pimping happening. And it's okay. I'm not tripping. That's my come from the same country you come from. Yes. We all, we all grew up here. But Ooh. that's not let's not let's not pretend, let's not feign ignorance. Like this is what it was, right? And so now, so we know what it can look like, but then in this other model, we have a problem. So when we start to move past that, when we start to acknowledge how whoredom was forced upon our mothers and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers, we can start to reconcile and heal. That's what I think. Wow. Um, Amina, you, listen, you said a word. Nature did not make don't don't blame that on nature. made marriage. You made marriage, man made mm. marriage. Nature did not Ooh. do that. We can be in relationship with each other without marriage. I've seen people do it for a long time. Common marriage. found upon in this space, though. That listen, they will tell you, you know, black women have been shacking and had, you know, common law marriage or, or lifetime partners, or they use those stats to say that all black women are single. I'm like, I knew women, even I come from a line of women who, who married and married, you know, one or two times. But I know women that have had partners partners for 20 years and never married, but they act like that's something shameful in this space. If you don't abide by the white man's law and go and get a marriage certificate and, you know, get, get permission, then they, they don't acknowledge that as a whole relationship in this space. But listen, um, I, I just want to say really quickly, because um, the, to be respectful of Amina's time, we only had her for two hours. This has been so phenomenal. But we, we definitely want to have her back and yeah, have a have a different type of conversation. But um, we are going to open it up. Um, Amina won't be able to stay for that portion of the conversation. But I know you guys want to dialogue about this. So we will open it up for a bit. But we got we're going to read the super chats we have first. And then we'll get some closing comments from Amina. Okay. Um, shout out to Demetrius. He says, even matriarchal knew that you need to have rules to protect the town. Consequences too can't depend upon the will of others. That's naive. Um, thank you so much, Demetrius. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, last one. It doesn't have to be the last one. Okay, sex. Okay, <laughs> uh, sex is not love. Sex can be used as an expression of love, but love is greater than sexual acts and romantics. Mm, thank you so I, much yeah, for that. I'm agreeing with you 100%. I, my commodity is love. And shout out to John. He said, um, yes, some of us do come from a family of hoes, but look where it's gotten us. When you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Thank you so much. Thank um, you guys for the super chats. Yes. Not some no. of us. Marriage is whoredom in historical context. Present day marriage is not. I'm married. I don't, I, my marriage is not set up the same way. I can have a bank account in my own name. I do, in fact. And we have one of our several business names. We have several accounts. So um, <laughs> I understand what marriage as it was set up until the 1950s, when women first started being able to kind of get accounts, and that went to white women first, um, there was no way for you to live as a woman unless you wanted to be with a man. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. That's whoredom. We have to call call it what it is so that we can heal and grow from it. 
But when we acknowledge that, then we can create safe spaces for those who want to choose that path now. That's what I'm saying. So I, I, I want I want that to be realized. And I'm totally fine with staying on for like, you know, probably to, I could probably do, it's it's only two o'clock my time. So I could okay. probably do 2.30. Okay. If you want to open the floodgates, you know, I ain't tripping. I'm good. I, I want to stay ass out of me. Well, let us know when you when you have to go, you know, when it's time and you have to get out. We'll just we'll allow a few people to come up just to um, ask some questions. And you guys know the dialogue has to remain respectful. Y'all were cutting up in the chat more than you should have been. So don't even click the link if you have any intention on not being respectful because we ain't having it. Um, but we will drop the link in the chat and allow you guys to come up we're going because uh we don't have a lot of time we'll ask you to ask one question and to keep it short and sweet so we can um you know get as much dialogue in as possible um during this time thanks for the super chat babe oh thank you bro. good evening hey big truck how's it going all right so um i'll make this quick and then i'll ask a question in the end um, first thing I'd like to say is, um, I per and I've said this even on uh, the Manosphere channels, I am personally against prostitution. I have never solicited nor paid a prostitute ever. And I'll say the reason why I'm against legalized prostitution is because I would have thought by now people would have learned a lesson from watching what happened with Mia Khalifa. She's wondering right now the reason why it's so hard for her to uh, get a marriage and stay married. She's also wondering why it's so difficult for her to get loans from the bank. When you're a sex worker, you're probably filing 1099 in this country, right? Banks wow. do not, no, hold on. Wait. Okay. Banks do not take 1099 followers seriously in general. And I'm not even just talking about sex workers. The issue ultimately is if you're self-employed, it's difficult to get loans it's also difficult to get, um, how should I say, legal support for the very simple reason that the government itself and the institutions, they have actuary tables where they've decided that there's certain professions that they're not going to pay into. So that's just, that, that right there is my personal views on it. I don't want to see women in this country destroyed any further than they've already been destroyed by what's going on. The simple fact is, OnlyFans, as it's been pointed out, is a bubble. A lot of women have gone into it, but now they're seeing lower and lower returns because as the economy opens back up and men are no longer just at home sending money into these uh, channels, they're losing money. So I don't want to see females think that this is an okay thing for them to just go into it, relabel it, call it something else, and then try to make money off of it. Because I already know that most young women will destroy their futures simply by trying to make a quick buck to buy some Gucci shoes and a Gucci belt. So that is my personal belief on it. I leave the morality out of it. I leave the biblical references out of it. That's my personal view because I know that's exactly what will happen. Now, I guess the question I'll ask for you, because I happen to have gone to college and one of the degrees I got was sociology. I had studied sociology too. My question is, why did you choose not to work in sociology? Um, okay, so I do work in sociology. I actually, I have payroll. So I, when I, I, I get all kind of loans. The SBA funds me. I have a PPP loan currently. A PPP um, loan has to be paid hold back. On, hold on. I, it's called a loan. They all got to be paid right. back. Right. Allow, allow, allow me to respond. Question. So let me answer. Because I, okay, I, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Thank you. You asked two questions. One, you said 1099s, right? Yes. Wrong. Self-employed. No, no, no. That's self-employed. That's what we do. Here. Are you going to be quiet or are you going to go back and forth? Well, you talked for two hours and you were spreading this this allow her to respond. And we need to keep it succinct because as we stated, we don't have a lot of time. So you ask the questions, please allow her to respond, and then we'll have to move okay, them go, on. To all right, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, my patience for men who interrupt women is negative. Just so that that account is in the well, room. my patience for a destroyed society is even less that. So if and you're gonna he's gotta you know, go, gonna big truck, we, you out, bro. We'll holler. Next, um, this has a just and just for clarity, in case that's anyone's realized issue, there are two things that come up. One, what you're telling me is that I should conform to a, a, a prejudicial society instead of fighting for change for it. And I tell you, as I told you in the beginning, that you should read the book Wicked Flesh by Jessica Marie Johnson and understand that if you really should assume the role of the black man in our community, then you should be defending and protecting that. If that's really your genuine, genuine concern. My second point is that no, we are not on 1099s. I'm on my own payroll. I am incorporated. I teach my women to get incorporated. I have a corporation. like. Not one, we have three. I have one on my own. My husband has one, and we have two. We have one uh, uh, together. So we actually have not just me on payroll, not just him on payroll. We have a business manager that we, we're now replacing, uh, a tech um, <laughs> manager, and I also have a personal assistant on payroll. So now we get W-2s. We also have no problem getting loans from the bank. We're buying property abroad next year. We're going to spend three months to go look at and live in areas. So I just want to be clear, like um, you're, you're, you, you can come up with your own stories at home and never speak to sex workers in real life. And you can only base your reality on what you know, the limited, it, but this was an introduction for you to hear something different. And if it conflicts with what you think you know, and you can't deal with that, I don't labor for you for free. I charge. I'm a hoe. Next caller. Oh, okay. Um, Pablo, what are your thoughts? Um, and what questions do you have for Miss Amina? Got well, let me tell you this. The caller, that, the, the gentleman that just spoke, I am in total opposition to everything he said this lady has my full unadulterated support when i travel the world i have been to several very developed countries where sex work is perfectly legal and licensed by the state and none of this 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 crazy disrespect calling women hoes and this and that they, that doesn't even happen like that and I've been to uh, Brazil is one, the Netherlands, Germany, Colombia. Um, and, you know, just because your reality here is a way, and this is why I love to travel, because it gives me a different perspective. And to think that my particular way of thinking or living or being has to always be right. It's not. I know women who, who uh, are sex workers who support their families. They have regular checkups. They are licensed. Um, they have storefronts, the whole kit. And there's no problem. Society did not fall apart. 
Matter of fact, some of the countries I just named have lower divorce rates than we do here. So how do you explain that? How? People are being real. They're being real and realistic with each other. A lot of Americans live in this fantasy world where they just don't, they just don't realize people's human frailties and human desires. You got women out here uh, doing what they call dinner whoring. They're going out with men, spending up all their money, and then giving them nothing in return. And the men are getting frustrated. They're assaulting people. They're doing all manner of, of treachery, and they're frustrated. And half of them are in here on this, uh, in this manosphere because of it. Sex work is nothing shameful in many other places that I go to. It's not. It's a part of the human condition and has been since eternity. So, young lady, do what you do. I, you have my support. I am not against it. I think that consenting adults engaged in activities from alcohol, now marijuana is legal. These, these things don't hurt anybody. Matter of fact, it takes people out of the shadows and out of criminality. All of this sex trafficking, all of this stuff would go away. Why? Because now people have control of their own bodies, their own selves. They don't have to live in shadows and be sneaking around. Yeah. Pimps would be done. Why? There would be no pimps because women would control everything, control whatever they do. They would be owners. Well, that's another point. I want to say something really quickly to the chat. Like we've asked you guys to keep it respectful. Like the comments that you guys are making and you know who you are that are inappropriate and crass, like cut it out. Dang. We we all adults here. Like we can have a mature conversation. You do not have to agree with what's being said, but some of the comments are just crass and tacky. Like, damn, come on, you're grown men. Stop acting like children. Um, shout out to David Johnson. He says, I smell cap. Salute to big truck. No, don't salute to big truck. Big truck ass had to go. Anywho, um, let's for get, the super chat, David. <laughs> yes. Um, let's get Tony. Let's talk in here. Um, Tony, what are your thoughts and what questions did you have for Goddess Amina? Hi, everybody. Peace to the panel. Peace to the chat. Um, I just want to say I, I just have one question and it's um, I think I think for me, I'm, I'm, and I could be wrong about this, but I, I guess I need a little bit of uh, clarification because there seems to be a little bit of hypocrisy on the part of someone who would be considered um, a sexually liberated sex worker and also a feminist. Because my understanding of a feminist or a womanist is someone who would seek to potentially banish the idea that women are just, you know, commodities. Uh, only worth the you know vagina, right? The worth of the vagina and the uh, subjugation of men, right? To be seen as equal to men. So it's like my thing is, if if historically women's bodies were commodified as being only worth our vaginas and our abilities to reproduce, um, and uh, you know worth trade, equal trade, um, and we see that as being you know shameful or we reject that notion but then we turn around and we say that we're sexually liberated by using our vaginas as a symbolic marker how how does that work 
because to me, that seems to be like you're reinforcing the idea that women are only worth our vaginas by saying, okay, here I am, I get to use it how I want, so I'm free. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if anyone picked that up. It's like, how, how do you explain being sexually liberated and empowered while also being a feminist and still, you know, using your vagina, <laughs> right? To say, I'm liberated. That's, that's because right? you're free to do so. You have the freedom to. You're not being forced to. You're not, you're not, um, you're being subjugated. You're choosing. You're, you have the choice to. That's how, what was, that's my understanding. I guess that's why I didn't, there was no confusion for me. And also that only talks, Tony, that only speaks to one type of sex work at the beginning mm -hmm. Conversation. I'm not sure if you were here, but I listed about 20 different types of sex work. So that speaks to one type, and that's valid also. But I don't think that any successful sex worker that's using her vagina is only using her vagina. I think she's likely using her brain as well. So I think that that is something that comes from um, from the subjugation of women, that, that idea that, well, she's just using her vagina. Houseway. She had to learn how to use a computer. She had to learn how to use these apps. She had to learn how to take camera from take photos from certain angles. She had to have some artistic creativity there. She had to learn how to balance her checkbook and establish herself as an LLC or as a sole proprietorship. She had to learn how to file her taxes. She had to learn she's accepting credit cards on OnlyFans. She had to learn how to report that income. There's not mm -hmm. just the pussy at hand we're talking about here. That is a that's that's their language. That's not mine. And I don't believe mm -hmm. it. I don't believe that the woman is equal to the man. I think we're superior. Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, okay. I mean, I'm look. I hey, I'm open. I'm on. I'm on neither side. I'm pretty much just here as you know, a sponge to absorb information, which I am super proud to be on the panel finally because I've been begging to get on the panel. Like, can I please say something? <laughs> but, um, but I think, I, and I just want to just say this as a response and just like keep it brief. Um, out of respect for your time. Um, but I think that if if we're saying that, because um, I've heard this being said that it's like, we're more than just our vaginas. We're more than just that. But then to turn around and to to uh, capitalize on it in a way that it's, it is a commodity. It is a part of your trade, your, 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 your service, right? It's like you're, you're reinforcing that, no? I, mean, I don't use my vagina in my work, no. Okay. I use I use energy from my vagina in my work, but I don't I don't use my vagina per se. Like I think in the way that you're speaking right now, like does someone get to touch it or enter it in my work? No, that's a no for me. Um, I have used it before though. Uh, I but I say this to say that there's a lot of ways to have sex work, and it's not all with the genitals. It's not all that's that's a limited viewpoint of sex. I teach this. I teach how colonialism and how patriarchy has forced us into a corner of understanding what sex is, what the value of sex is, separating the body. The sex workers that I know don't use just their vagina, they use their whole bodies, the ones that are offering sex, not just their vagina. Let's not minimalize the woman to just a part. Mm. You know that if I show my tits on Instagram, I'll be banned tomorrow. It's not just my vagina, it's the whole entirety of my essence. I am divine feminine. That's different. That's why they're angry in the comments. That's why they're like, she's crazy, this is nuts. Yes, I am to you, but you will never be in my circle. So that can affect me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a different understanding. So Tony, I encourage you to come and get out of those spaces because that's 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 how they will speak to you. And then you'll end up with fuck boys. 
because that's where that's the land that they live in. I don't go there. I don't visit those lands. Thank you, Goddess Amina. We're going to move on to Sean, and I'm going to ask everyone to keep your com your, your questions to 60 seconds or less because, uh, you know, uh, we have a limited amount of time. So go ahead, Sean. Okay, um, I'll, I'll make this pretty brief here. My, uh, my question for Amina is, okay, with uh, women controlling access to sex and men controlling access to relationships and marriage, do you feel that um, sex work being... I guess we could say liberated and open will do a disservice and be damaging to the black family and the black uh, marriage and black relationships. And the reason why I ask that is because in the context of a relationship, of course, it's the guy's job to uh, court the girl and get the girl. And in order to get the girl, the guy's got to bring some kind of value to let that girl know that, hey, he's worthy of the relationship, okay? The girl decides the guy is worthy and uh, ultimately end up having sex. That's the guy's goal to get the girl in a relationship and to have sex. And now that the girl has had sex with the guy, the girl has to bring some value to the table besides sex in order to keep the guy. And I think personally, that's where, where we are with having issues with uh, men, black men, black men, women relationships is because I feel like black women have an issue with bringing value beyond sex in order to keep the guy. What's your take on that? I don't value humans based on their sexual ability. I don't, I don't understand how we keep ending up there. And that's what sexual liberation changes, right? Like when we are pacing the entire value, I mean, Sean, you are a man, you have a penis. If I place your entire value of you on your penis, when you get old and lose a function and the pills don't work, does that mean you're not valuable? No, absolutely not. You're valuable whether I know you are fucking mm -hmm. or not. You're valuable whether your penis works or not. You're valued whether you want to have sex with me or not. I see you as my brother. You're valuable to me as a black man in this society. I want you to see women the same way. So I don't think that. And I don't think that, that men get to dictate how relationships move. I haven't witnessed that in my life. I've witnessed those men moving in other places. Like usually I see that breakup happening and I'm coaching the women out of the breakup. But no, I, don't, I think as a feminine characteristic, women choose men in all aspects of science. Why would it be different with us? And so when men are peacocking and, and are moving through this space to show themselves worthy of being in the presence of a woman, to be like, I'm worthy to trust me. I'm going to make a baby and I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to keep an honor and protect you. Like, trust me, trust me. They're vying for this, right? And then the woman makes the selection. How does that place the man in control of the relationship? It doesn't. It doesn't. There's a symbiotic relationship there that we have to acknowledge. And I don't think, I think that we miss that because of colonialism. But, but uh, and, Sorry, we have to get Black Wizard in because we, we have a limited amount of time. But thank you. Okay, I'll try to be fast. Um, one, I just wanted to clear up what Daughters of the Trade is about because it was mentioned earlier and I think it was kind of misinterpreted. Daughters of the Trade. I didn't, I didn't give an interpretation of what it was about at all. Okay, daughters of the trade. Is, daughters of the trade is about um, the women's role in um, in the slave trade. Um, I think uh, I think people listening may come away with the interpretation that um, 
it was about uh, women enjoying rape or something like that. I think I heard that. No, um, I was but, saying, yeah. Go, go ahead, Black Wait, what is what? What are we talking about? I'm not sure what we're the talking. The book, about. daughter. It's a book, daughters, daughters of the Slave Trade, trade by Pernille Ibsen, isn't it? Daughters of the Slave Trade. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I was hearing something else. But I just wanted to clarify. Sorry, Black Wizard. Go ahead. Okay, and and now I'll just get to my question. All right, so. Um, I have a very uh, intimate understanding and relationship with, with love as it is. So I'm going to be more spiritual than I've ever been on this panel before. So because I've, I have a feeling you'll understand what I'm talking about. So um, when, I, when I think of love, and earlier I said you either have the freedom to choose love or fear. You, do, you, have, the choo you have the freedom to choose where your attention is directed. But that's the only choice that you really have. You, you, ha you, have a you have the choice to submit to one or the other. Most people submit to fear. And I'm thinking about how prostitution, not just in westernized colonial societies, is born. It's usually born through lack, through lack or fear. So it's you prostitution usually is usually born when people are lacking things. So uh, it's an industry that needs fear to live, whether it's whether it's um, or at least as I understand it now, and whether it's women who are in need of work or men who feel lacking in their um, desire to find genuine connection with a woman, both sides are experiencing a fear relationship. So my question is, if, if we know that love is the ultimate liberator, but instill that you have to submit to it. So there are even rules in love. So if we, know, we, if we know that to be true and we know that prostitution and sex work is an industry that lives because of fear, how could, how, what, does a, what, does a what does a sex work industry look like in a love setting? Because I'll use myself as an example. I love myself. So, you know, there's like a certain kind of sacred uh, uh, union that I have with my body. I don't see it as just a tool. So using it as a tool, I see as disrespectful to myself because it's more than that to me. So I'm wondering how an industry like sex work could exist with love in its truest form. Um. So let me let me answer that. I, I appreciate that question, Black Wizard. I feel like it was very thoughtful. And I think a lot of your comments when you were in all serious mode were, were very um, were very respectful. And I want to honor that. First of all, um, we don't see love the same. I don't believe that. I, I, I thought I, I thought we did. But I see love as an energy. I see love as an energy that is beyond expression, beyond um, beyond rules. There are no rules to the energy. Now we can put rules on the things that we want. Those are boundaries, right? So I have some things that I desire to feel regularly in spaces where I'm sharing love. Those are my boundaries. And so I decide who's gonna be in those spaces with me based on what I've decided I need and desire and want. Those That's, that's different than love. Love is energy. I teach love no. energy. I share love energy. So when I'm working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, I'm showing them what it feels like to actually go into their body and discover where love actually originates. No, I yeah. agree with you. And I just want to oh, add this real quick. Okay, I agree with you. Uh, love, okay. love is energy, but that energy has a state 
that energy has a definition and, and energy is everything. So if you exist in the, if you put your will in the state of love, then you will be bound by love's rules or by its decrees. That's what I'm saying. So I don't believe that energy has rules, laws, or decrees. I believe that energy simply is, and we simply are. And then we come up with rules, boundaries, and decrees to protect ourselves in places, especially where we've experienced hurt and pain. I haven't experienced a lot of hurt. I have not had a lot of bad relationships in my life. I don't know that pain. I don't have that fear. I move differently because I move with the energy of love. So when I'm working with clients, that's what I show them. And I believe that that's what I teach. I, I move through cycles with 20 students at a time, showing them how to come into self-actualization so that they can also lead people into it with themselves. Now, how they choose to do that in sex work will look different. Some people may show up in sex surrogacy like that. Right, which is acting in the place of a lover, which is the I believe you, the word that everybody keeps using is prostitution. We'll call it what 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 you want, but that I think has I think there's space for that. I believe I know there's space for that there. I also know that there's space for that in touch in somatic therapy. If you want to um, look up generative somatics, is a great place to look. Is they're not even talking about sex work, but just talking about allowing the black person to return to their bodies after a conversation we should have been having hundreds of years ago, that we're just now coming back into ourselves. There's space for all of this. There's an opportunity for you to learn more about yourselves beyond what you've been taught, beyond what you've experienced. Thank you, Amina. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate your response. Uh, I think hood servitude. One more and then I'm okay. gonna get to the beach. Okay, uh, hood servitive. What's your question for uh, Goddess Amina? Oh, good question. She okay. she has to head out, so she says she only has time for one more. Unless hood servitive is going to pass the mic to you. Well, she you know we only had her for two hours, so she was kind enough to stick around for a bit. But hood servitive, it's on you. Hood servitive going. Hello. Sorry, I was I was muted up. Sorry. Um, thank you for having me on. And you know, I I, I try to be respectful when the bombs I throw, but um, your guest had made a statement a few minutes ago, and I and I'd like to thank her for even coming out and saying that you believe women are superior. It takes a lot of time off my hands. Since you believe women are superior to men, I like to ask you one: Why should men be going out of our way to do favors for a superior being? You don't need our help. You're superior. And then two. What um what benefits men by um you being superior? Like, what do we get out of you being superior? Like, again, we don't owe you anything since you're so superior. I, I don't get how you can claim superiority and then expect them. Like, what is the man's role is, is what I'm asking in your superiority. Since women are above men, what is our role? And then why should we even play that role? Because you're superior. You really shouldn't need us. Well, let's let her answer because I know she's pressed for time. So Goddess Amina, did you get the question? Yeah, I got the question. Um, well, I can name one thing very easily, and I think we all know that, and that's the ability to actually host the seed that you plant inside of us. And that's what makes us superior. If you desire a child, then that obviously is a negotiation technique you have to work out with the woman. I haven't asked you for anything. I don't ask men for anything at all. Men seek me out. All that right. That's a short answer. I can take Karan's question if you want to ask. Well, no. What was the man's role? What was the man's role, though? Other than other than a seed bearer. Okay. Uh, other than I mean, there, there, there are tons of roles. But you ask, like, well, why would I even bother? So that to answer, why would you bother? Is like, I guess if you're not interested in 
being inside of a woman's vagina and um, and possibly bearing children with her, then there is no role for you in my life. I can't imagine what that would look like, right? Um, there, I'm speaking from a very specific vantage point. So if you're a homosexual or if you don't desire women or if you prefer blow up dolls or whatever the other options are out there, then I guess that's what the other role is. My role for men in my life my father, my stepfather, my uncles, my brother, and my husband, they know what their role is. And I honor my space with them. We work in a symbiotic relationship. I benefit them and they benefit us. When they go out to do things, we we do things in return. And this is how the relationships work. This is what symbiotic relationship means. It's one that's mutually beneficial, but they cannot have children without us. And we think they, there's no hosting a child without a woman. You need a host. We are the host. Okay, you heard it, gentlemen. I agree. Karan, very quickly, what's your question? Keep it quick, just a few seconds. And, and All right, I want to touch on a few things, and I'm going to do it very quickly, okay? No, just one. I'm doing it very quickly. You cut me off. Uh, but we want her to have final comments, so one All question, right. please. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, so um, first she said that the, the everything goes back to slavery and colonialism, but if you do know history, because you read so many books, um, the ring, the engagement ring started in Egypt before there were even white people. We were given engagement rings to symbolize an adjoining of two souls in eternity because the, the circle represented eternity in Egypt. That's where they got the idea from. The white man never got an idea on his own. Secondly, so what's slavery, your question based on that? When you, when you read books like Making Race and Nation, I wanted to talk about, hold on. And then when you read books about making race and nation, they got you hoodwinked into believing that there were no slave rebellions when there were hundreds of them. And most of them failed because all it takes is one bedwinch or one bug bug to tell and the, and the slave rebellion fails. There were black men fighting. There were, we weren't all. Yeah, but get to the question. All right, all right, all right, all right, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. I ain't even been in full 60 seconds. Lastly, what I've heard and this is what was done to me because I, I I I was in sex work. I did all this stuff back in from 14 to 23. I was around that world. I'm still around sex workers till this day. I still know women with successful OnlyFans. What I didn't hear was any drawbacks, any negatives. What what are the negatives? Because it's the only only positive oh. coming out of your mouth. Oh. Okay, so um, uh, Goddess Amina, do you have a response to that? I don't know if I did, I you... felt like with as many negatives that were being posted in the comment section, I, I didn't feel like I needed to highlight any. They were that's all y'all seem to talk about over there with the negatives. I was offering a different opinion. So if you want to look for some negatives, just go through the comments. I think they're up to one twenty now. It's really mm. there. Like that's not a question that's realistic to me. Yeah, of course there are negatives to everything. You don't have no negatives at your job. Come on, we all have. We we like to know that being that okay. you're on the inside, that would okay. make sense for you to be able to tell us what those are. We don't know. The it's more real when you say it. The negatives exactly. is that we might encounter okay. some of the men that were in the comments here. Those are my main negatives. Reflection. Okay, got it. No, that, that's the answer. So we want to allow We want to allow the final comments. No, we got. Uh, we want to allow her final comments. We thank you, thank you so much for joining us. We know that this was a tough crowd, and I apologize for the uh, lack of tact that was displayed. But I, I appreciate you coming, and um, this was a wonderful discussion to me. I heart you. I adore you. I think that you are so phenomenal, so dope. 
bomb energy. And yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. And I wanted to get any final comments that you have. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It was it was was entertaining. Um, not having TV, this was this was the I guess the next next best thing. So <laughs> so thank you for this opportunity. Um, as far as uh, closing comments, if you're interested in learning more and not, not, not necessarily to go be a sex worker, but if you're interested in learning more about the many ways in which sex moves through the society and, and, and how sex work is showing up, feel free to um, join, a, join us on Patreon. There's a whole community there and you can learn more there. Um, and you start working on your spirituality, which is what I truly teach because I believe that sex is a spiritual act. Um, you can possibly start making your way on retreats with a bunch of divine beings in luxury, luxury spaces uh, throughout the world. Uh, there's more to it than what you know. So I just hope that everyone gives themselves an opportunity to open their mind beyond what the oppressor has taught you and, and know that there's more to it than that. And the oppressor can be the white man. It can be the Egyptian Roman Catholic man. It can be all of those things. But just to open up your mind and allow for um, for for freedom of thought, like that's all this is. It's a different opinion. It doesn't need you. This is why I like books because you can you can develop your thought process and you can journal and you can come into spaces where you really get to know what your free thought is. And that to me is more valuable than spewing out what someone told you thought was supposed to be. I think that there's so much room for that in our community. And whether you like it or not, I'm in community with you. We are black in America. We are in community together. How we choose to coexist is, is a choice we get to make. I choose love. So I hope that you do too. Thank you for having me. Thank you, dear. Enjoy the rest. Enjoy the beach. I will. Yeah. I will. Have a good one. Thank, Thank you, so you much too. Wow. Who was next in the queue? Uh, loud truck. Uh, wait, shout out to uh, John Doe. He says a superior being doesn't need protection. Thank you so much, John Doe. Uh, get loud truck up in here. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was next. Yeah, uh, let's get that last guy some tissue so he can stop the tears from running down his dick. You know, I, I believe that women are superior. Yeah, I agree with that 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 chick that just left. I, I believe women are superior at a lot of things. You know, laying on their backs, sucking dick. We're in nail polish. Oh my God. I waited. Let me get my time. Yeah, I'll be brief. I'll be brief because I know how you women can't keep your pie holes shut. Okay, I get it. Listen, I don't let him up here in disrespect. Like, come on, let, drop him down, hey, baby. I don't peacock. Okay, quite the opposite. I never peacock. I, I have the down. opposite <laughs> of a peacock, okay? Right. It's, it's like two in your Oh, man. See, y'all can't handle a little heat. That's bad. Come on. No, you can't come up here disrespecting our <laughs> nah. platform. Like, that, know, we know, absolutely cannot handle that. Like, you can come up here and, and, and disagree all you want. We have David up here. He come up here every time and disagree. Roger concrete. come up here and disagree. Concrete. But you got to be respectful. Con concrete. concrete. She don't know. 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 Are you serious? You shouldn't, you shouldn't have even let him up. That was classic. I was classic. Dang. He almost I, made me curse. I'm, I'm like, why the heck she ain't dropping this clown down? Right. You done, you Loud Truck. You done got me in trouble. Loud Jeez. Truck. Loud don't, Truck. Don't, a big truck. Don't come wow. up here with that nonsense. 
I mean, what the fuck? I didn't even get my stuff out. <laughs> you, I'm about to go, Danny. I'm, I'm I was out. just saying no, I was going to fucking no, agree no. with the guest. I was going to agree with the guest. The lady that was on, I totally agree. Okay? I value all women and their sexual ability. I, I get it. I think sex work, <laughs> prostitution, and OnlyFans and shit is great. And I don't have a problem with it at all. These deep sea throat goblin whores, they all deserve to make money. Oh and at the God. same time, I deserve uh -oh. to have my fucking balls drained. I can <laughs> every woman that's prostitution and sex work. You know and what? I don't care if it's doggy stuff. She done left. Oh my God. Concrete, come back. I can't believe y'all ladies sat through two hours of that fucking spell craft, but you can't listen to 30 seconds of this shit. Oh, that was classic. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I agree prostitution should be legal. I'm a man. But now I ain't on that women are superior shit. That's some fuckery right there. But should, no, no. do I believe prostitution should be legal? Hell yeah, because it's already legal in a whole bunch of other places. And, and ain't shit happened. Uh, that's not the thing, bro. No, no. Well, let it be legal. That's not the issue. Why should we respect you like the rest of the women? The fuck out of here with that shit. Let whoa, 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 whoa. So you guys are admitting that women are not all the same. When did I ever say they were all the same? I just well, made them all the same. It's the general theme in this space that women are all the same. You've never heard that before here? Yeah. Well, well, no, no, no. Let me, let me be clear. Things differently. Some women suck dick differently than other women. I also think uh, that a lot of men should take advantage of the services provided by these women because you know otherwise yes. they're at home reading Dear John letters while pulling on their dicks because the last bitch left them for a bigger dick. Okay? This is how it works. <laughs> yo, yo, Sister okay. George, like, can we not do this? Like, this sound like, see, I hate when we start sounding like women's fit. Like y'all start sounding like these black women out here that calling the Kevin Samuels show. All you gotta do is refute her points. Her she was full of shit. Her points are refutable. Like seriously, like, ladies, you mean to tell me? I wanna hear I, I wanna hear um hood servative. You really going to tell me you ladies go through the effort of, of being good women and, and protecting your reputation only to be treated the same way we treat hoes? You have your fucking mind. Listen, 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 listen. This is what I'm going to tell you. Um, it, it doesn't matter how I look, how I act. Um, if you said that, if you if you ask me, have I been disrespected while I was being ladylike and feminine? The answer is yes. Um, have I been called out of my name? Has my reputation been demeaned and downed even when I wasn't doing shit? Yes. So yeah, yeah, I, I do wonder if y'all think that all women are the same or do you do you have a, a hierarchy for women? You don't answer the question when you That's say that. That's a great question because Do you want uh, to be treated Amina the way hoes are treated? No, I, I want to be treated as feminine. Um, she's classy. She has all the energy that the men in the space say they want. She's honest. She's upfront, and there was a lot of disrespect for her in the chat. And look how they respond to her. Would you like to be responded to like that just offhand? I've been. Res I'm sorry for yelling. Then did you like it? No, but did no, you no. like it? Is the question. I, I didn't like it. But what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to explain to you is, if I haven't done anything and men have been disrespectful to me, even though I haven't done anything. 
what the fuck is the difference? That's a failure of the man. That is not a failure of the woman. Okay. You have not been getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Right. So, so oh, you, you want to be rewarded for winning. But go ahead. Take it over, bro. Question. Now, um, how do you think it, how oh. do you think these these passport bros, SYSBM guys, when we when they we travel out of the country and, and, and go to foreign lands and deal with the working girls and stuff, how do you think they treat these working girls every day? Do you do you think they treat them in the manner that y'all were just talking? No. no. No, they don't. They take them on trips, they buy them dinner, they go out and pop bottles, have parties. They treat them great. Pablo, they, let me ask you, you a know question. Why? Wait a minute. Do you know why? Because the women are giving them that GFE, that girlfriend experience. They're treating them kindly. And they return the favor and they treat them great. That's why them niggas so, keep going back. So let me ask you a question. Um, Pablo, you think all women should be treated uh, with a certain level of respect? I think when women are in their femininity and they treat men as such, the men follow and they treat them with, with the same respect. I've or seen it. You're, you're saying that it should happen like that. I've it seen them treat better than they treat all on the screen. All prostitutes are good to their johns. All prostitutes are nice to johns. Like that's not a, 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 a good um, example to use. I'm just saying, I've seen it with my own eyes. I see these men treat prostitutes better than they treat y'all on this stream. Pablo, yeah. is the average prostitute getting flown out? Or, average, or, is that reserved, or is that reserved for the best of the best? Well, it's reserved for the best. You're right. Thank you. I rest my case. Ladies, right. it's not going to work the way you think. Can I say something? I oh, think that this refutes another one of her points. See, back in the 60s, because she talked about the 50s, with marriage back in the 60s when over 80% of black women were married and you had black women, the image of the black woman was Kathleen Cleaver and women of that ilk, those type of women, that caliber of woman. My granddaddy used to tell me all the time it was a community. And when you had women that held themselves, men didn't, yo, my grandfather used to always talk, men wouldn't speak like this with women in the room. You know, my granddaddy still to this day, my granddaddy would be talking to me about sex. I would be with him and my grandmother would walk in the room. He'd be like, hold on, mixed company. You know, but it's the women wanting to be men. And another thing is she think that men is butthurt. What this does for us is the greatest thing ever. Because back in the day, see, to get pussy on a regular basis, I even had to be rich. If I wasn't rich, I had to build a life for a woman. I had to buy a house. I had to work my that's why grandpappy that's why the black community everybody thinks a matriarchy no because grandpa worked himself to death to provide for grandma now i don't got to do none of that i just got to do a couple push-ups and look good this is this society the way it is now benefits men more than women you know what i mean i'll pay you i'm not i'm never i don't pay for sex but my homegirls they be getting they always talking about how they could get niggas to pay for sex but they can't get a relationship because I'll pay you $250 to get the fuck away from me after I'm done with you. That's a fact. That's, that's a, and, and she didn't understand that this benefits men more than anybody else. And it's always the thought in the black woman's mind. Oh, I'm sexually liberated. I'm liberated. To be a liberated woman means to sleep with as many people as you want. 
Not not to be a fucking That's astronaut. not true. That's not how not to, all black when you think of black wait a minute, women. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When y'all hear of sex work, y'all and 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 I will say this for the majority of people, our mind mostly goes to prostitution. You do have uh webcamming is considered sex work. Um, if she's sending OnlyFans, um, is considered sex work. If she's sending pictures of her elbow, that's considered sex work. Um, she's not, not one time does she get up here and say, give your pussy to any and everybody who's offering you money to pay for it. The thing is, she, not only that, not, this is not how all, all black women don't, don't desire to work in sex work. She's talking about a specific sex of black women. In addition to that, sex work includes like, uh, tantric, um, people who are into tantric, uh, you know, sex doulas, people who are, you know, strippers, like it, it, it encompasses, it, it's a pretty broad umbrella, but don't try to make it seem as though all black women engage in sex work and that's what they're fighting. I'm so, not yes, saying all some, black women, but, but you got to trust my expertise, baby girl, sis, I've been doing this my whole life. I've been involved with this shit. Them, pro them, them strippers, they fucking for money. I've been in strip, I know strippers. Like these are the people that I know. These are the people that I know. Yeah, I know but, I can, but okay. So so Quran, Quran, Quran. Yeah. So you would say that it was a it's, there's a demand for it though, right? I would say like this. I'm gonna put it to you like this. I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna give you an example. In the eighties, in the eighties, in the eighties, selling crack was the most profitable thing to do. What happened in the nineties was. All the little niggas like me saw everybody selling crack. So, so the niggas selling crack, driving Lamborghinis, and we no, no, dog. Crack. My question wasn't hard. My question was: All right. is there All right. a demand? Like the for, is, is, there, is there a demand for sex work? Is there I a demand? But, but even if the market is oversaturated, that's still more beneficial to you, right? Yes, that's what I'm okay. saying. Benefit and that minimal. indicates that there is a market. I, I, I'm not going to deny that, but what I'm saying is she like, another thing she did was the shaming tactics. It's funny how people that don't want to be shamed always want to shame somebody. Right. You know, and she, she did that a lot. Talking about niggas don't read. Baby girl, all I be around is niggas with PhDs, and I ain't met a nigga yet. And all my homeboys has got PhDs. I don't fuck with niggas that's in the but streets. But who was she shaming, though? Uh, it doesn't matter. She was, she was throwing was that out there to the chat. When she was talking about how they ain't had no money. Yeah, when she's talking no, about how no, they ain't no, had no, no money either. Listen though, she was she 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 was giving the petty back like the men that um in this platform started attacking her from the from the word go. Like uh, she she took all kinds of verbal abuse that was spewed from um to her in the chat. She was concrete. I'll be right back. What's what is so spiritual about selling vagina? Like you can't I mean that's that's, that's what men find offensive. That's what I wanted to know, and I think on. Let me ask you a question before I step away. Let me ask you a question before I step away. Let me ask you real quick. So then, what I would ask to you and everybody on the panel and everybody in the chat: Do you consider sex a spiritual act, or only is is it strictly physical to you? If sex is strictly before physical to you, that, then I yeah. The it depends on the time and the moment. Let, hold on. Let me I think it's both. That we pose first before we go to the next question. 
Um, I, I, what, what you asked, what's so spiritual about sex? Now, number one, she specifically said that she, her, her, that, that her was not the question. Fall, Please, hold on. that was what's not the question? question. You are not answering what's the question. What is so spiritual question? about selling it? Everyone knows what okay. sex is. Okay. You commoditized it. What is spiritual what about that? That's what I'm going to answer. So, number one, she specifically stated that her job, that she's not selling vagina, that her job, she's into tantric to teach and went teaching women how to get to know themselves through intimacy she has a variety of courses there have been a variety of write-ups about her courses in various magazines because they're that powerful so that that's did you that ladies explain the to these men what a doula is her response i mean her um connection to spirituality and sex she, it, it didn't she was not talking about selling vagina per se she's teaching women how to uh you know learn through intimacy how to you know learn themselves through intimacy and there is absolutely a spiritual connection with that and the question i was asking was before you guys started this stream did you explain to these gentlemen what exactly a doula is? Because listening to them, I don't believe that most of them do understand. Mm. Uh, no, okay, what's a doula and what's important now. about it? What is significant about a doula? Uh, Google right now. Shit. It's, it says a doula is a woman typically without formal obstetric uh, training who is employed to provide guidance and support to a pregnant woman during labor. A sexual doula, that is. Right. Okay. Well, let right, me that's birth. Yeah, that's birth. That's not the same thing. So you can figure out what it means through that. She's guiding people through sex and intimacy. Yeah. Can I explain yeah. it? Now? It says yes. a sexual doula is someone that helps one reconnect with themselves sexually by walking them through the elements and styles of healing around sexual spiritual health. Hello. Mm -hmm. I was today years old when I learned that. Right. Um, now, how, how does a woman say that she doesn't use her vagina in her sex work, but rather she uses her vagina's energies and you expect men to swallow that shit wholeheartedly? Okay, so Somebody I've been in one of her meditation rooms, and it's a, it's a meditation that she does that is, um, it's, it's a I want to know, could you feel the vagina energy? That's all I want to <laughs> know. Could you feel you know, the vagina energy? Question, Hood Servative. Do you think you can actually... Hold on, let me finish answering him first. Um, the room, it was, she was walking you through meditating while also um you engaging in intimate acts with yourself so that's what she means by you know the the vaginal energy it's best what she means by it you had a question for me a question. yeah i do have a question for you david being that you guys don't really believe in like um, sex magic or um, outside of sex being a physical act and you are just um, a big, uh, well, I'm not going to say a big penis because I don't know, but you're just a penis getting inside of a vagina. You bust a nut, you go her way, she goes, you go your way, she goes her way. 
why participate in these types of conversations if y'all well, never made that claim i never made that claim and i actually do think sex should especially when you're young especially that sex is the most magical when you're fucking 18 20 years old like sex is almost fucking sex is beyond reality at that age and it should be because that's what bonds a man to a woman especially at that age you Ladies, you don't have much else to bargain with but besides your sex and your beauty and you're, you're gambling it away on, on a, a weird business trip. Like, it's not going to work the way you think it is. I just, I just feel like y'all made a... That's an assumption. I believe wholeheartedly in soul ties. And that's why I am, from seeing what I've seen, like, I really... Like, when I tell y'all, I was really knee-deep in it. I went to jail for this shit. I was knee-deep in that shit. Seeing the people that I was involved with that was involved in this lifestyle in their 30s, that we're in our 30s now, and seeing the damage that it has caused them. That's why I asked her. She, she never said any of the negatives. There is damage with tying your soul to that many different people. There is damage that is done. That's a fair point. And, and, and they don't, and they glorify it. It's like, you know what she sounds like? I swear to God, it was like Players Club. Got you use what you got, you get what you want. I mean, it's all about this money. Uh -huh. then when she I disagree oh. wholeheartedly, though. She was, <laughs> when they she was literally talking about, she was speaking more on a metaphysical level. She she definitely didn't sound like Players Club. Listen, all that, all that, all that hippy dippy bullshit that niggas try to come up with. I used to, I used to when I was younger, right? I used to have dudes. Listen, if you're gonna sell on this block, you gotta give me a certain amount of money. On, at the end of the week, I quoted tides and offering. What it really was, it was fucking robbery. Let's like, all women like to sugarcoat shit. No, it was fucking robbery. She's talking about fucking prostitution. I know Thank women you. who do the, the lewd pitches and all that shit. They're not making no money on OnlyFans. I know women that do this shit, that sell pictures of their bodies. They're not making no fucking money unless According to y'all, according to y'all, women who sell their bodies aren't making money because it only goes for forty dollars a pop. So make it make sense. Ooh, I'm not forty dollars no, a pop. No, no, no. Stack up all women day long. I mean, don't doubt the forty dollar game. Bitches be hustling. <laughs> that's Rob. That's Rob. <laughs> no, I is they were making money, like fifty cents said. Like fifty cents said, and give Richard that try. When I when I calculated all the time that I did in jail with, against all the money I made and spread it out against all the years I did in jail or all the bad shit that happened, I was really making minimum wage. <laughs> I was really making minimum wage. Like, they talk about all this shit, but when you see OnlyFans now and the stars started and the celebrities started hopping on OnlyFans and they're selling bikini pictures and the bitches that's fucking taking in the ass getting shitted on their face, they stop making money. Because I got $50 to spend this month I'm spending on, 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 on bad baby. I'm not spending on you, bitch. I don't give a fuck what you got. <laughs> so, and they stopped making money. So, like I said, she she said all the good. And I and I hate when people do that. Me personally, because I feel very passionately about this. Yeah, well, let me ask you a question, Karan. Let me ask Yo. you a question. Because most conversations that's ever had about sex and sex work are generally negative con conversations, right? I mean, it depends who's having no, it. No, it doesn't I depend. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Most conversations you hear about uh, sex work and sexuality um, tend to be very negative. Um, All right. Why so, are you women convinced it's positive, though? 
no, I'm not saying all aspects of it is positive. I don't think anybody is saying all aspects of it is positive. But um, certain aspects, if she's talking about um, the psychology and actually understanding healing and, and getting your own shit together and being powerful within yourself and being the best you, I, I do think that's a, a, a good thing. I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. She wasn't even promoting prostitution or sex Hold, work. She was yeah, promoting yeah, she was. a she was, you, you, you have to keep saying no, that. Like, no, 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 no. She was what is sex work if you're not meant Hold on. Um, ask me a question. I, I wanted to answer the okay, question. Okay, but I, before you answer, I wanted to add that clarity because that, that seems to be what you guys keep um, insinuating. Hmm. If she said niggas couldn't afford the hoes that she worked with, I mean, but, but, all right, in what way couldn't we afford them? If not money for pussy, I don't understand that. I, I, I thought that was what she was talking about. That was no, she talked about women who like she she, she coaches women who want to learn themselves through intimacy. She coaches women who are into sex work, but she coaches women who are into tantric things, karma sutra. She coaches women for a variety of reasons. So yes, that is something that came up in the conversation, but in no way, shape, or form was she saying. Women, you guys should go out and be prostitutes. When you say tantric, like, come on. complete the sentence. It's tantric sex. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Okay, what well, the fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so, so then if you're, if you're a big boy, if you're a big boy, then you will understand that um, tantric sex does not, it does not only include a dick going in a, in a, in a pussy, right? Mm -hmm. Right, okay. conservative? I got okay, if that's what you want to dwell on, that one aspect of it, the, the one percent of tantric sex. Okay. Okay. Y'all be careful. We gotta get some order, Tony. I'm the wife, wife nigga already hold got. Up, hold up, Karan. Hold up. He's not listening. Hold up. Hold up. I'm gonna read the super chats and then I'm gonna let Tony in and then we'll go over Karan. Um, shout out to Michael Mitro for the super sticker. Thank you so much. And shout out to Michael Jones. Um, he says, ladies, warn us next time you when you bring witchcraft up here. Baby, witchcraft is up here every motherfucking show. Get used to it. <laughs> Listen, y'all like, like, like to um, gaslight. Because the thing is, we had someone that came into the space that presented, presented a different perspective than what you guys are used to seeing. And like you would think that we brought the devil over here. Now y'all talking about she into witchcraft. She was promoting prostitution. She is. Weren't you listening to the woman? And now concrete, concrete. I, I do believe she is into to witchcraft, but I don't feel like I there's anything so. wrong with Man, it. Nothing that she said. What is dark? What is the dark witchcraft? wisdom? What is that dark? That dark magic y'all talking about? What is that shit? That's Come what, on, stop it's, capping. Y'all like crazy. I don't. Let me say this. I don't feel like it's it's not a negative connotation when I hear the words witchcraft. I'm not running from it if I hear those words. And uh, some of the things that she did talk about um, are on those same levels or within that like same what? realm of witchcraft. Um, yeah. If you're talking... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. If you're talking about sex magic and you're dealing with energies, energies is basically dealing with witchcraft. So 
So I want to say this. Um, I, I know about ancient religions and witchcraft is like a, 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 um, a, a word that people like to use to lump everything in together. Nothing that she said alluded to witchcraft to me. She uh, seems to be a person that is very tuned in and tapped into her energy, but I didn't hear, hear anything from her that alluded to witchcraft. And because she did not say that she's alluded to witchcraft, I'm going to say that she didn't get that, that there was no confirmation that she is involved in witchcraft. And I think that's just another way that the people in this space are just trying to gaslight. She mentioned Babylonian temple prostitutes, that's women who Bible. give birth to sacrifice their babies. Yes, temple prostitutes are women Bible. who give birth to sacrifice their babies. Yeah, witchcraft is in the Bible. They're telling you not to do the shit. What the fuck? Okay, so actually, actually, I, won't, I won't even say that. Really you actually have spells in the Bible. Um, baby, okay, uh, your so book of Psalms is a, a, a book full of spells. It's full of spells. You can right, yeah. She's very open and honest. So if yeah, but, I, but I, 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 I don't. I don't want to make assumptions about concrete. A rose by any other name, name is still casting spells with her vagina. Oh my god! All right, all right. I don't feel like it has to have a negative connotation. In if in 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 to be honest, if she is a person who is actually engaged, and I'm not saying that she is. But if she is a person that is actually engaged in understanding how to use energy and understanding how to manipu manipulate energy and is getting her motherfucking conjure game up, then that is what it is. Um, yeah, but I, there's know. no indication of that, whether it's negative or not. Yeah, like, yeah if, you, like if you've been, been in the life, but what I'm saying to you is... Their character and no, saying no, no, that this no. is if you've been in the life, then you understand some of the language that comes along with that spirituality and I, um, I know spiritual healers and I have conversations with them. That's not that's not here or there. I I'm not talking about whether it's negative or not. I just don't want to attach that to her because she didn't confirm that. That's my only point. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I gotta let I me speak. There's there's a little bit of uh there's some nuance here, and I think that that, that could have been avoided. Like, I don't think we're picking up on that, like you know, because we're saying that it's like sex work, it's prostitution, and she's like, No, it's tantric sex work which is like rooted in some ancient spirituality, Buddhism, Hinduism, and there's a working of energies here. And the, the end goal is not just orgasm, right? But it's, it's, it's a guiding uh, or guidance into working your energy so that you can heal, right? So I'm, I'm literally simultaneously listening to this chat and Googling and trying to learn more about it because like I said, I'm a sponge. I'm not on either side of the fence. I'm just trying to understand before I get to a conclusion as to what I believe about this, this conversation. But I think it would have been helpful to define those things and to really be clear on what she stood for. My only stance on that was when she said that women were superior to men, I was like, mm. I don't know if I believe that because then that would be hypocritical of me yeah, to chastise men for, for saying the same thing, right? And my 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 only thing was it there. I don't know if anybody picked that up, but there was a very latent hypocrisy there where it's like you're saying, yes, I'm a feminist, and yes, we're equal to men, and we're the same, and we're not worth just our, our reproductive organs. But then to turn around and say, I'm only sexually liberated because I'm taking ownership of my sexuality and and then you know because because there's you're basically saying that 
your sexual liberation or oppression is tied to your sexuality, your sexual organs. You know what I mean? So how do you turn around? There's a logic to it. No, there there is a logic to it. Go How ahead, you conservative, and I'm about to watch you. What's that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. The conservative was trying to um, give some clarity to your question, and I also wanted oh, to okay. respond with Tisa. No, no, that? I was just saying there is a logic to it. When you when you internalize that goddess bullshit, what what the problem is for a living, breathing woman, your power over men is basically sexual. So when you start to believe in this goddess shit. The only way to get more power is to have more sex and use sex as a weapon. So it, it, there's a certain kind of weird logic that it makes perfect sense in her crazy way. But for everyone on the outside looking in, it's like, I don't get what you mean. Well, I'd like to also say that um, she, she said that essentially, you know, she's raised by a conscious mother. She is also conscious. And that's not a foreign concept in the conscious community that the woman is God, is God that, that life comes from the woman that, you know, um, she is a superior being, that Black women are the mother goddess. Like, the things that she was saying um, is not foreign to me. Like, I understand what she was saying. But I did want to say, I didn't detect hypocrisy um, in what she was saying. I didn't think that she was saying... um, women, I didn't think that she was saying like women should be objectified. She was simply saying what it, like women should have the choice. If it's, and she wasn't mm-hmm. saying that your liberation only lies between your legs, your liberation lies in your ability to choose your, your freedom to, of choice, whatever it is that you want to do, just like your freedom to say no, and that way not be coerced into some sort of sex trafficking. That is how you liberate it, your ability to make the choice. Right, but that, but that's, wait, 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 let me, oh, sorry. Let me read this real quick. Um, shout out to Curlin. He says, it's real easy, y'all. Some folks are going to do shit you don't agree with, and that's okay. Why work yourself up over someone else, over what someone else is doing? They ain't going to stop just because you feel a way about it. Um, babe, I absolutely positively agree. Shout out to Sicklid. He says, is she going to sacrifice that rooster? <laughs> I heard crowing in the background. Um, Cichlid, oh my, uh, my you there, Ruth, uh, to, 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 to eat some chicken, baby. She might even now be Now she's vegan. into Santeria. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me speak uh, on this because I'm literally, I'm like the things she's talking about. I very well understand, and I like them talking about love all the time every time I get up here I'm talking about love so I know I know I know what she means but there I think uh there might be a piece that she's missing and I think the 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 hypocrisy that Tony was was sensing uh is not all the way false either because if in order for you to like for for instance the the reason tantric um love the reason tantric love Activating love through tantric sex can be an industry as, as we understand it today is because people aren't in touch with love. They're looking for it. But if everyone was in touch with love, there'd be no reason to make a transaction for that. You see what I'm saying? If it like the, there's a there's an element of this that is like she's talking about manipulating uh 
or I guess people are saying she's talking about manipulating energies. I didn't, I don't know if I heard her say that or not. I kind of got in the conversation late, but when you understand, I, I guess my understanding of love to its fullest effect is that love is everything. And if love is everything, then love is all equal. Like my brother is, my brother is me. I'm not my brother's keeper. I'm my brother kind of thing. So that means that her and her and I are equal. So if she's saying that she believes in the practice of love and then simultaneously saying that she thinks women are superior, there's a, there's, there's that those two ideas don't go together. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, you can't, you can't, you can't understand the fullness of love and, the, mm-hmm. and how it levels the playing field for across humanity. And then think that, but your, your material sexual, um, uh, the material sex that you were given by the whatever you want to call that spirit, nature, the universe, whatever, that just because you was given that sex, it makes you more, it makes you superior. It does not. We have, we have differing qualities that contribute to the wholeness of, of the being of the universe. Yeah. And that, yeah. and once you understand that contact with the universe, you know what love is because it's everything. Well, Tony was highlighting the point about her, like, like saying, like, when using their bodies, not specifically that point, but I guess I can agree with that, Black Wizard, what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. It's a yin and yang. Exactly. No, no part is superior to the other. So the, the belief that anything is more superior is nonsense. If you understand that if love is energy and everything is energy, then everything is the same. So how could anything be superior? Right. Right. And I have a big problem with that because at the end of the day, a woman's womb nurtures life. It is a man's sperm that is alive. The egg is not alive. It's the sperm that swims to that the live sperm that swims to the egg and determines the sex. But the danger in people like her is she's the same type of woman that has been allowed allowed to speak in our community for these past 60 years and destroy our community with this women over the man and leaving the man out of the woman is the mother of everything and all of that and all that the black woman over everything like my nigga um who you was fucking who who who's the father like the, it's just the ex out of the black man this black lives matter this non-nuclear family bullshit and then if you jack all that shit that she's saying listen it comes down I know girls when I was pimping. I had girls who had regular tricks, and sometimes the tricks would pay just to talk. That is a fact. That happened. But the vast majority of the time, you got to bust it open. That is where the money is. There is more money the more freaky you go. That That's just how it is. Fetish porn pays more than anything. Girl on girl is the cheapest porn. Webcam is the cheapest porn. The, 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 um, the lowest paying porn. The most paying porn, the highest paying porn is actually technically gay porn and fetish porn. So the more crazy you're willing to get, the more money you're going to make. So if she's talking about women, like all these, she's talking about all these women making all this money, paying her $200 a month. These bitches is not selling pictures of their feet. Stop lying, homie. I was in that. I was, stop it, Bob. I was in that realm. Niggas is not paying that much money for your feet if you just some random degla. It's No. I know women on OnlyFans. 
and they complain to me on a regular basis since these people that these stars got involved in OnlyFans, they have to do more and more degrading shit. And yes, it is degrading. I don't give a fuck how you put it. I watch porn. I never seen backdoor goddesses nine. It's backdoor sluts. Ain't no whores. That shit is not uplifting. That is degrading. And, and the greatest thing, thing the devil has ever to, uh, done is convince us to degrade ourselves. And if you oh, keep another thing, I want to. That's how you wind up with a fucking. Hold on, hold on. That's how you wind up with a with a with a with a with a plastic Kool Aid cup and a, and a fucking coat. That bullshit, that free love bullshit. She was talking. That shit is boring. Let's just keep it a bit. I don't want to be disrespectful, but that's what it is. Well, that's your opinion, and somebody else is allowed to have a dissenting opinion. Because at the end of the day, when you get off this stream, you're going to go live life as you see fit. The same with everybody else here. And that's okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And whether it's pouring or whatever it is, um, I think that, it, you know, you once engaged in it. And what she was expressing. That's the crazy thing, not... Concrete. She even engaged in it and talking shit. So, he's trying to warn though. Exactly. She's not warning you. She's trying to walk you off the cliff. I don't think she's, she's trying to walk people to engage in it. She literally was saying you should have the freedom to choose that women it's a woman's mm -hmm. right to engage in sex work if she desires. And I, I'm I'm saying I agree. The one the one thing that I the one thing that I disagreed with her about was how love doesn't have any bound or doesn't have any qualities or doesn't have a nature. Um, she was, she was saying, she was implying that love is um, that there are no rules. Um, now rules are something that is created by, you know, the material. So that, that is true. That part of it is true, but there was a part that is missing. So we're so like I said, I'm going to get more spiritual than I've ever been on here. It's like so like if love is energy and energy is everything and we come from that energy, then the, even the material is love. So the what we understand in the material is love and the material has qualities. Everything that is born or exists on this plane of existence has a quality like what we exist as expressions of love. We exist as expressions of love communicating to itself. So we have different personality qualities because we are just a different form of the expression of love trying to get in, back in contact with itself. So when so anything that is born here has a quality and qualities inherently imply a rule. So when so if you exist in this state of love, as you know, that love is. And, and you know that love and you exist in that state, even people who uh, detect energy and do electromagnetics can see that there's an electromagnetic quality to love. And if it has a quality, that means it has guidelines. Mm -hmm. Now, you would never be able to duplicate those guidelines if you're not on that on that electromagnetic level. You know, you just be trying to imitate something in your head. But once you exist in that on that plane, there's certain qualities you do exhibit. The only freedom that you have is choosing whether you put, focus your attention on love or you focus your attention on everything else or what you believe is everything else. Because really, there is no difference. 
That's interesting, Black Wizard. Um, I wanted to go ahead. No, go ahead, Concrete. I just wanted to say that um, this is a directed interview for because we were talking about a specific premise. So maybe I have a better understanding, I guess, of what she promotes and what she encourages because I go into her clubhouse rooms. I've heard her on numerous stages in numerous rooms, and I heard her expound on, you know, um, what her overall premise is and talk more about her businesses and about what she does. So as a result, maybe because I have this additional knowledge, um, uh, I understand that, you know, she's not promoting the objectification of women, but more so saying, which I'm not saying that I agree with or disagree with whatever she's promoting, but I just understand that she, uh, I have the understanding that she's not encouraging women to get into prostitution, <laughs> that she's just literally saying um, women should have the right to choose. And uh, yeah, I'm done. No, no, I agree. And just like uh, before, when you guys were talking, like way, way back when you guys first started and I was and I was on here. And you guys are talking about, you know, Manosphere, Black community, SYSBM, all this stuff. I was like, the guys have a right to leave. They do. The, because, you know, hey, when it comes to when it comes to understanding the full essence of what love is, then, you know, even when it comes to. So she kept talking about like Western civilization and colonialism. It's like even when you think about the concept of blackness. That is a Western idea. That's still just an idea. You know what I'm saying? So like if a person decides they don't want to participate in whatever they believe the black community is, they have that right. Now, it's, and, and just like if a woman decides she wants to do sex work, she has that right as well. I'm, I'm only saying that when there's a certain, there's certain almost intrinsic qualities that come when you understand the state of love as it is, when you understand the true, I guess, essence of like, you know, I am just that I am. And that's, that's all. Um, when it's like, when you, when you understand exactly what that is, it's like, you're the, the idea of, you know, um, I guess giving yourself, giving, using your body as a tool to make money um, is a lot less appealing. It doesn't mean you won't do it. You might do it depending on the circumstances, but the likelihood that it would happen is very, very, very low. So, so I'm, I'm saying that, you know, and that's why my question was in a society where love is fully understood, how could sex work as in, as we know it today exist because it only exists because there's so much fear around right now. Well, I don't know. Um, but shout out, well, I'm, I'm going to read this super chat real quick. Um, shout out to uh, Akalique Gray, Akilique Gray. Um, he says, I don't deal with spiritual women most of them use it like religion to skirt responsibility. Sex work always have negative connotations because of because the market um, men view promiscuity promiscuity with disgust. Um, yeah, but this is what I'm trying to figure out with men. 
How is it that you view promiscuity with disgust, but yet participate in it, endorse it? Um, you celebrate it on the opposite end, but at the same time, y'all y'all still scream that y'all want virtuous women, and it doesn't make sense. Um, you fucking a hoe, him fucking a hoe, everybody else fucking a hoe, and then you saying that you don't want a, a woman that everybody didn't fuck. You want a special woman. You want a woman that's kept her her pussy to herself. But this is the thing that y'all promote in the same breath, and it it it's not adding up. Okay. Yeah, and don't and to add on to that, to then yeah. and then they and then a lot of guys will make these claims and then try to ex elude accountability for their their own participation. No, it's, they'll it's they'll say things this. like. They'll say things like it's a biological imperative that I do this, but they're saying it as a way to not own up to their own decision yeah. in the in the in the process. And then um, shout out to Kick Clouds. You said we're not a monolith. Neither is every woman. Neither. So every man <laughs> isn't a monolith. Every woman isn't a monolith. Everybody has their own uh, mor morals judgments how they live what they hate what they like what they dislike who they give their pussy to who they chose to save it for whatever everybody has their own way of life everybody's going to live different if you can't find a good woman fucking leave just leave if you feel like it's done for the black community fucking go it's good it's okay take your power back you know y'all about I wanted to comment this, this whole Madonna on Achilles, thing you're kind of talking uh, last, about. Uh, super chat too. Um, hold on, hood Severson, real quick. I just want to say one thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I don't see like spiritual women. I'm a spiritual person. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, and I don't I don't see spiritual women using their spirituality for manipulation. I don't know what he's referring to as it relates to Ooh. that, but I don't see that. Um, go ahead, hood service, sir. Well, well, that whole presentation was an example of using your spirituality to manipulate men. But that, you got to park that for a second. The, um, this thing about men, the whole Madonna whore complex men have, and, and we can tie this to what your guest was talking about, too. And this is something that was left out of the conversation. If you are familiar with, like, pimp literature, any of the, you know, Iceberg, Slam, Donald Goins, that sort of thing. Very, very familiar thing? myself. So one thing you'll come across is that hoes break after a certain amount of dicks, hoes break. And I've been, you know, crass about it, but to, to be more clinical, women can't pair bond after a certain amount of random, um, random encounters. And if you're a man, you put yourself in danger by tying your funds and your future and your lineage to a woman who has proven she is likely unable to pair bond. But that's actually been scientifically disproven within this space, actually, on this channel. Um, scientifically? And microcamerism micro um, has actually been disproven. Um, sperm does not remain in a woman's body for however long. Um, the sperm, dis it, it, it dissolves, it goes away. Remember, we I'm had not talking about sperm. I am not talking Thank about you. sperm. Pair, pair bonding has nothing to do with actual sperm, you know. And I, I know what you mean by the microcamerism, and I have I'm not referring to that whatsoever. I mean your ability to look at a man and place your hope and fear and your future in his hands. You can't yeah, do but, that after you had sex you. with a thousand men. That's very interesting. And so it was something that I had asked her earlier in this conversation. Um, like with sex workers, does that distort, um, distort their view of men? 
I think, and, I think sex workers have a unique yeah, view of men. Like I don't know if it's distorted. A conservative when you're done. Get them, girl. Cause mm. no, no, no. I, I want to talk about uh, what he said regarding her basically uh, telling women to use their spirituality to manipulate men. Um, this conversation was about reframing sex work. Um, she did not talk about women using their spirituality to manipulate men. I'm trying to figure out how was that derived from the conversation? Did I check out for a minute and miss something? No, you I didn't, didn't check out. You didn't check out at all. You didn't check out at all. Um, but see, this is where this is where we, we come to a, a, I'm lost. Yeah, yeah, because this is what I'm going to say. We've come to a crossroad um, in dealing with this space. And then, then if you go through this space and you're listening to men talk and you hear about men talk about how they're going to fuck this hoe, they ain't going to tell the bitch where they live at, they're going to get the pussy, they're going to be out, they don't care about lying to women, they don't care about when they're manipulative, they don't care about their own nature, but they're quick to point out, uh, point out a woman's nature and say, you know what, she's wrong to tell. Um, and even, she didn't say this. She didn't say this. She didn't talk about manipulating anybody. But if mm -hmm. a woman does choose to end up in a certain energy, why would she end up there? Why would she want to manipulate you? What would be so bad that would make her say, you know what? I'm going to get this nigga. Um, or what What would be so bad about yeah. a woman that a man would say, you know what? I'm going to get this bitch and I'm going to be out. Whoa. I'm going to fuck this hoe and I'm going to be out. What? What's the That's difference? That's how well, sex workers look at Johns, and that's how Johns look at sex workers. Let me answer before conservative chimes back in. I was saying, I, I'm sorry, um, her focus is on making sure that women understand uh, their bodies and that they know, you know, what pleasure feels like. Um, I don't know how that encompasses manipulation, but I do understand your point, Danny, regarding, you know, what, what would be uh you know so bad about it but i just want to say that i did not i did not catch on to her um encouraging women to manipulate or that being part of her message at all i, I missed that yeah so I, but think I, I think that you, you let think me just say this in the crash baby. portion male manipulation Sex Let me just say have are the fucking first the front row on how to manipulate men. But continue. so so what would make a woman want to set out to manipulate you if she is participating in sex work and it's an upfront um transaction, you pay, you get what you came for, you leave. It's, it's called the girlfriend experience. I want you to believe this. Yeah, but um, so so let's keep it a buck. Uh, most well, most and uh, if you're talking about prostitution. <sighs> Most um, transactions are not going to be the girlfriend experience, right? Okay, that's true. Yeah, but you and all, she um, said majority of her her customers are women, so she's not like she she's teaching women basically the the power of pleasure as it relates to themselves, not teaching well, women how to get the bad. How many women? That's not what she. How many women to. don't know how to sex? Like, what what is she actually teaching? Like, because when she no, describes it, she uses all this fluffy language. Listen, you would be surprised. And in addition, let me tell you something. Her, her. When I talked about the fact that she has articles written on her, the articles written on her are about she would have in her tantric studio, which she talks openly about these pleasuring sessions where women would be in there pleasing them. Themselves to the point that the um uh, uh paintings and stuff started falling off the walls. Like they 
were so powerful that group masturbation did you just talk about group masturbation like it was a serious fucking thing Concrete, Mr. Concrete, you talking to men that don't even think we should be having orgasms. We shouldn't even be concerned about orgasms, girl. What what I are we doing? <laughs> I, I just want to add something real quick. They're trying to make it seem like it's something that's not. But go ahead. I want to add something real quick because I don't want to misrep. I don't want to. I don't want her to like if she looks back on this, think that I'm misrepresenting her either. Because I understand to a degree what she's saying. She with. I think there's a difference between the trauma that is incurred through um, multiple sexual partners when you are under the uh, reign of a pimp or or doing it as a result of fear than there is if you're embodying the love that you are and and having sex as some kind uh, and just having sex as a expression of yourself. Now, I say, I say that, but at the same time, I understand that not everybody is going to um, embody um, the love that they are in the expression, or not every woman, I should say, is going to embody every, going to embody love in the expression of sex. So when she, so it just, it, 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 it makes you wonder, like, when she's talking about female superiority and taking your power, it's like, it's like, I understand the power that is love, which is the power that you are. But if we're talking about that power as it's manifested through sex, and then the next thought is that women are superior, and it does make you wonder that, like, what does she, what does she mean by power in that situation? Because that is like a power in the form of manipulation. You see what I'm saying? If you think you're superior, and you are expressing your, or and you turn and you're doing it through sex, or, or or you you feel that power through your love through sex, or you've associated it to sex, and you see that as a powerful thing, it's like, and then on top of that, you think you're superior. It does make you wonder, like, is she connecting the superiority through sex as a, as a form of power? Because power is not manipulation. It's just realization, realization that you are, that you are love. That's it. Tantric just helps you realize that. Thank you, Black Wizard. Um, I'm going to send a shout out to Michael Mitrope for the super sticker. Thank you so much. Um, Nav, what the hell you want? We just lost another one, okay? Black Wizard, uh, look, I used to rock with you. You sold us out, brother. All that <laughs> foolishness that you're talking about with the power and the coochie and all that. We know what it is. That's because you ain't got no... You, you ain't know got, what it is. You man. got, you oh, got LDE, Noff. That's what nah, it is. Man, you just look, got he tried, Yo, he was like your man. He tried to pull that, like, yo, you got to do the spiritual work and the shadow and just that. Nothing. <laughs> Get your ass out of here. Listen, man, these chicks know exactly what the fuck they doing. I'm here to call it out. I'm going to blow this motherfucker up as long as y'all allow me to do so. Um... I did like some of the things that your earlier host said. Um, I, y'all knew to get, you know, opening up after I left. I had some other things to do. Um, and y'all know what y'all doing with these topics, right? They're very provoking. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can appreciate the conversation. It makes you think. But at the end of the day, simply put, you enjoyed part- it. 
No, you I'm enjoyed not going, it? no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it because I don't like you. It. Didn't you? You thought though, right? It it made you no, like. No, 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 no. I'm gonna go let these bitches know what's going on, right? No, it's not that. Like, here's my, oh. and I'm being serious. Like, here's my issue with this, right? If you want to participate in sex work, that is your choice. But Ramil said it earlier in the chat. Don't try to make it seem like it's more than what it is, you know. And you out here trying to pass laws and change terminology. And like we were studying this stuff uh, for at least a year before now it's starting to go public. We were on the Reddit forums, right? These same chicks that'll be talking about, um, oh, I want the freedom to do this. It's my body and it's a beautiful thing. They try to glorify it as is it. Neither one of y'all is out here selling ass. How many of y'all on this panel, the females have participated in threesomes? Have been with multiple oh dudes. My God. Have no, I'm just asking because here's the thing. Like this is what brothers be trying to point out. Like there's like this. Okay, y'all let me finish. Y'all want to cape for the women that participate in this lifestyle, but y'all not in it, and y'all would never do it because you understand whoever the guy that you are with would never, ever, ever. And shout out to Fresh and Fit because it's what it be pointing out when they be calling out these OnlyFans hoes. Listen, you're never going to get a husband or a serious man of value. If you participate in this type of lifestyle, these are facts. I don't know these motherfuckers. They she's in Miami. had three husbands. She's on I'm her third husband. Wow, she should be ashamed of herself. She's a failure what? to what? have three husbands. Man eater, fucking man eater from the old school. She's a loser. Three husbands. Ashamed of yourself. She was three of them. Yo, and y'all can jump on this real quick. Let me just wrap it up. Let me let me wrap it up. All I'm saying was, like I said, y'all never participated in that type of life. As far as I know, you know what I'm saying? But I've seen it. We all know. But you'll say, oh, it's a woman's right to choose. If she wants to participate in this type of lifestyle, let me finish, brother. She should be allowed to. Okay, that's cool. My only, only, only pushback is, sure, if you make that conscious decision because you are free to participate in that, I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, but men is a men that when the consequences come back, everything has consequences. That's all I'm saying. Accept the consequences that come with that. Period. Don't try to like switch it and change the terminology. Man, listen, that lady got a whole husband. She ain't worried about nothing that nobody's saying. She got the and nobody's worried about her. And even if she didn't have a husband, her inherent worth is not tied to the value of being chosen this by is a man. I know, but it's just, it's just, I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm not saying it. Well, I don't know, but I'm not saying it. You're saying that. What I'm, what I'm understanding is that there's this like subliminal or underlying fear of the femme fatale and how it's, it's like if, if a woman realizes her worth and right. the fact that she has the agency of choice, right? It's like, oh no, she can recognize her vagina against us. And oh no, like we can't control our uh, Ain't what they said, Tony? Right, You know what I mean? So let's try to stop the people. Teaching women how to manipulate. No, no, no. Teaching them how to take advantage of men. Yo, yo, listen. My thing is this. I just want to say this real quick. It's just the whole, because what I'm hearing is fear.
fear. I'm hearing the fear oh of God. the femme fatale. Yeah. I'm oh hearing the God. fear of the femme fatale. We, we know how looks when we find femme fatale, please. Steffens, no, 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 no. We saw no, what happened that, to Kevin Steffens and how she shattered the fucking world with her her book, her tell-all book about all of the men that she had relations with, and we want to discourage that as men, right? We, as, as, no, not no. sorry, y'all want to discourage that as men, right? Because the idea that a woman has agency over her own body means that a man can no longer say no or not. He can no longer have that possession over her. And historically, historically, I just want to say this. Yeah. Historically, women did not belong to themselves. Historically, gotcha. we were property of our fathers until we were married off to a man. And right. so I understand that there, there's two sides to this. Yes. There is a consequence. There is absolutely a consequence to sexual liberation and promiscuity and how that can affect the households and how that can affect um, the 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 community as a whole, but I also understand. I also need you all to understand that there is also a two-edged sword when we say that women being unmarried is a bad thing. Not having children is a bad thing because once again, we are more than just our reproductive organs, right? So we can't just we can't just summarize the value of a woman just based on her ability to either be chosen by a man or to produce for a man. No, it's, so I'm it's, just saying, there's just two well, sides. Well, that's all men care right, about. Right, right, right. You can't no, tell no, no, me no. all men care about doesn't count. The fuck is that? No, 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 no. I don't even want to go there. I want to, let's stick to Tony's point just real quick. Tony, is it fair to say, right, in relationships, dating and mating, we should be a reflection of each other? This is why Absolutely. it's important. Right. So Absolutely. we can't, we, so how can a woman say, oh, I want to be defined as X, Y, Z, and you don't have any concern for, you know, the man that you may represent and what his thoughts are and what he expects of you, but you expect all this. That's what I'm trying to kind of bring it back to. Like, that's not the conversation that's happening right now. When women say all of that, they're basically saying, hey, listen, I am my own individual. I could do whatever the fuck I want to do, say whatever, you deal with it or not. And then when you have a brother of equal or more caliber saying like, well, listen, these are my standards, right? If you could deal with it or not, he's shamed for it. That woman is exonerated. She's glorified. Yeah, girl, you go, you do your thing. You don't need no man to define you, but a man that's standing on his square saying, listen, this is who I am. This is the woman that represents me. If that's his wife or his girl, whatever, she is supposed to be a representation of him. It's not to belittle her character, but Women aren't even open to that. Does that make any sense to me or to anybody? So, so in what way do you mean by when you say represent him? Do you mean pr pr continue to act in a role to say that I belong Listen. to this man, therefore I cannot speak That's to any other man or entertain any other man or even conversations about sex with another man? Like, is that what... That's what I'm hearing, and I could be. Why wrong. do you want right. to talk about sex with another man? No, 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 that's cool. Let okay, me I'm sorry. So, no, no, no. It wasn't you. That was the other brother. But like, so looking at it, let's say, all right, if you and I were engaged in a situation, I got what I got going on. You got what you got going on, right? There's a certain level of respect that both of us, you know what I'm saying, should expect to have for each other. Now, and I don't even want to get into the weeds of the whole, you know, high value cheating and all other stuff. At the end of the day, there's a certain level of respect, period. We're talking about you know, a fundamental foundation of a relationship, right? We agree this is what it is. So when you leave the house, you represent me the same way when I leave the house, I represent right. you. 
I'm coming across other women and they're like, damn, like, oh, you know, knife is whatever, whatever. Of course, you're going to need other men. But at the same time, that's what it, look, cut it out. You know what I'm saying? But that's like what I'm talking about, the, the level of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's what I mean when I say we are a representation of one another. But mm-hmm. in me, being the, as they say, the, the, the controller and chooser of relationships, and, and then there's facts to that. We can agree or disagree. You know how many women I've had sex with? And it was up to me if I asked. I'm like, well, listen, we've been kicking it. Like, I like you. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to be my lady. Whatever. However that conversation may happen, it was on me. Not one woman has ever said, like, so am I your girl? Or what are we doing? If she did that, I'm probably kicking her out. And she's like, damn, like, I don't understand. Like, bitch, I control this. You don't ask me for shit. Get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's that sounds grimy. But no, seriously though, like, oh, so if I ask you, it is grimy. So what? So, if, but if I ask you, that means that I saw something in you that I felt was like, you know what? Considering the caliber of man that I see myself, you know what I'm saying, and how I value myself, this is somebody I can see building with. I can see potentially having a future with. I want to be in a relationship with her. I want her to be my lady. And yes, there does come a certain level of possession with that. But that goes into the protection and the provisions and all the other stuff that women say that they want. It's not about like, oh, you belong to me. You can't do anything else. But this is why I say you can't have it both ways. So if I'm everything that you said you wanted and I choose you, I expect you to represent me in a certain type of way, but you can still be who you are. I don't understand why it gets mixed up. That's I'm done. <laughs> well, we're going to start the process of wrapping up. Shout out to Dark Man 6. Can I ask a question? Um, As soon as I finish reading the super chat. Right. Um, Shout out to Dark Man 6. Don't you act like mama. <laughs> <laughs> you the worst (laughs) um she said out of her own mouth she was a garden too (laughs) wait out of whose mouth the the Uh, the woman said oh i mean she did say that she She was reclaiming her her uh status as a you know being credible to speak on what she was speaking on but I'm just saying, like, if within the confines of a relationship, you and your partner agree towards fidelity towards each other, to be accountable to your to each other, that's fine. I'm just speaking on a general perspective to say that men generally, not all men, but generally, there's this undertone of ownership when it comes to talking about women and agency as far as sexual liberation. And then as when I came on earlier, I said, you know, the same thing where generally there's this overtone of, well, I am not my, as far as from women, you know, or feminists, I should say, I am not my vagina. I'm worth more than just my vagina. And then turn around and say, I'm empowered, you know, and, and it, I get it. It's because you you have a freedom of choice and, and, and I get that. But I'm just saying, call a spade a spade, because if you have a choice to weaponize your vagina, don't get mad when a man commodifies your vagina. It's the same thing. It's just on the opposite side of the same coin. That's all I'm saying. I agree with that. That that weaponized vagina is the problem. Can I ask a question, though? Right. It is. I understand your point more, Tony. Um, I think that when you say, especially, did you say, (laughs) when you said, if you 
I'm not going to say weaponized, but monetized off of your vagina. And a, a man essentially sees you as a commodity, uh, i.e. like objectifying you, making you an object. Like you can't be mad at that. I absolutely understand. Right. I didn't hear in her speech where she was saying, I am more than my vagina, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, but I do understand uh, wholeheartedly the point that you're making. And it makes perfect sense. I can't argue against that. How? To say that you're superior to men and to say that you're a feminist is the same as saying I am more than my vagina. I'm some type of superior being. That's t that's my takeaway at least. Well, how? I, okay. Can I ask I, a question? I understand that that was what you <laughs> felt that she was implying by saying that, but I, I, mm -hmm. I guess I'm familiar with that because I know that in Black conscious circles, that's a common thing, especially as it relates to the Black woman her being referred to as goddess and the creator of all beings and, you know, the most powerful. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm um, accustomed to hearing that, though. Uh, but, but thank they're you not put above the men. Adding clarity. They're not put on above oh, the men. Really? Like, uh, I, I, they are, in a sense. No, they it's, 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 concrete it's role. not in a way it's not oh. in a way to say that they're more valuable. It's in a way, well, I'm sorry, it's in a way to say that they are the most valued um, that they are the most valued beings. It is. It's, it's common that they are saying that they're the most valued beings and deserving and worthy of, you know, protection as a result, that they're the most valued resource. So in a way, mm. it is. Mm. All right. Kind of no, it is not. First mm -hmm. of all, what you're talking about is the principles of the five percenters. I got a five. My name, Quran. Quran uh -oh. Muhammad, my name is a five percenter name. I know that's, about that. The God body, the woman is the earth. But I'm talking about these principles. All right, but that's not the y'all not the only people who subscribe to that. All right, but these are the principles. This is where all is no. Who said when you start doing the history, the this is where all it started from. So those principles Child, is the woman is the earth. The woman is the earth. The earth from which life comes. The man, the black man is God, and but whatever. My whole thing is this. I love the hypocrisy. Men accept that we have to be productive. That is what is required of us. Women want us to take, nowadays, they want us to take community property and put a ring on it. And when we don't take community property and put a ring on it, we're not man enough. Sister George, you asked a question about men fucking hoes. When you look at historically, they have always been hoes and they have never been wives and men fuck hoes and they marry wives. That is how it goes. Sure. Just like just like I got women now that fuck niggas for money that do and they come lay up with me. Why? Because women love tricks and they love beta males. Yes, they love to use them. Wouldn't that make you a beta male for laying up with? Oh. Never mind, child. Oh, I'm laying up now. Oh. No, you breaking money with me. You breaking money with me. But hold on, my whole point is this: women love Tony, beta men. I want to just say this before I lose my train of thought, Karan, because you, what? um, I, it, I'll be quick. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I think that what she was trying to say, because it just dawned on me, is that, um. Being when she said that women are the most superior beings, which I don't agree with, I don't think that women are superior to men at all. That's not something I practice, but I think she was saying, being that that the vagina is what makes went part of what makes women the most the, the superior beings, that the womb, the vagina, and all that it entails is what specifically makes women the superior beings. So she wasn't saying I'm not my vagina, she's saying I'm powerful because of, not in spite of. 
Oh, and shout out to the hood servative for the cash app. He said, thanks for the fun. Always. You know, we're here to provide great entertainment and a good show, just like this one was. Um, now we're going to start with final comments. Karan, why don't you start us off? What are your final thoughts? I love the hypocrisy and everything. It's always a hypocrisy when it's dealing with men. Women can have their standards. <clears throat> the moment that men have standards, it is a problem. All my, all, everybody that I meet that's involved in sex work that have, they, oh, a man isn't man enough because he doesn't want to be with me because I suck 10 to 20 dicks a day. No, why he can't just be man and why he got to not be a man? Why is women always, it's always a question of our masculinity. If we don't get to decide what a woman is, who the fuck are any of you decide what a man is? You ain't never had a dick. You ain't, I have about 20 times the amount of testosterone pumping through my veins as you. You'll never experience what that feels like. So how the fuck do you know what a man is supposed to be and what a man is? I am tired of the shaming tactics. I don't want to date a, a, a porn star. Oh, you're not a man enough. Oh, I don't want to date a nigga that uh, a bitch that was born with a dick. Oh, you're not man enough. It's, and it's always done to men. The, the moral of the story is this. You can live your life whatever way you want. People have the right to have an opinion about it. If you don't want people to have an opinion about it, you can limit your circle to people so, so that you're in an echo chamber. The life that the, the things that she was promoting destroyed the black community. This is a proven fact this woman over the man bullshit has destroyed the black community to where the average black woman is walking around with her fucking nose up like she's better than a nigga that's making 20 times more than what she's making and is better looking than her and she got her fucking nose her 200 pound nose turned up to a nigga a four foot 11 ass her fucking nose turned up like she better than him because the woman over the man. No, we need to shout these people down because these people are dangerous. As dangerous as a fucking Candace Owens. As dangerous as an Al Sharpton. These people are dangerous because you are less willing to compromise. You are less willing to deal. You Marriage is a deal. It's a bargain. We are making a deal. If we doing this deal and you automatically think that you're above everything that I bring to the table when technically you're below, but you think that you're above. So now you're not willing to deal with me. And then now we don't have a community. Like, I, I, and this shit is just dangerous. This, this psychology is dangerous. And I don't know the woman. I wasn't trying to disrespect her or come at her, but this shit is dangerous. You can't, men have a standard. You can't tell me not to want what I want. Yes, you have men that it, I, I watch pornography all the time. I know porn stars. I know porn stars personally. Big name porn stars, actually. I don't I don't wife them. I, I wouldn't kiss them. And when they go through that, they they, they feel like, oh, it's a problem. Like everybody, sh it, it's this participation trophy society that a woman, all she has to do is bring her body to the table or be a woman. And that should be enough for any man. And no man should have no fucking standards. We should all be running around with Lizzo naked in the middle of the street, 400 pounds, fucking everybody everywhere. On, and that's how, what how I should work my life for. Baby, <laughs> six foot, <laughs> seven chill. foot, eight foot. Chill, chill, chill. I have that's what I'm saying. This nigga 
Bro, don't, don't mad. Baby, y'all, yeah. we gonna have to uh, get Karan on his own channel, baby, because Karan got some <laughs> shit to talk about, honey. Listen. Um, he shout out to... He, he, he ready to pop it off. Mm. Um, shout out to David Johnson. He says, you can't be a hoe and still expect it to be treated like a lady. Hoes don't even want to be called hoes. Oh y'all can't have it both ways. Right. Hypocrisy. Mm. I, you guys are so interesting and it's hypocritical all the fucking <sighs> way around. It is. It so, is. Look, it really man, is. I, um, I, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got one more. You got it. This is, final, this is final comment. So I'm gonna let you go next. Um, yeah. shout out to David Johnson again. He says, Facts Karan, a man having standards is a threat to their manipulation. Right. Um, thank you so much, bro. David. <laughs> uh nah, uh, what's your ass? David yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, always um gas <laughs> Girl, <laughs> baby, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep it short. Um, first of all, like I said, I I appreciate y'all letting me up. You know, last minute I've been listening for like the last two hours, like pulling my hair out. Like, what the fuck? Like, you enjoyed and, this shit, right? It, 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 it was a great conversation. Like I said, and there was a lot of things that I thought y'all host said that I agreed with, but Did like you he said, hoes? no, I said that y'all said that I agree with. It sounded like you said it was a lot of things that you hoes said that I I don't know. Did I hear that wrong? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Cussed out? yeah it, it sounded like that. <laughs> no, no, I ain't say that. You're not here to remind shit back in your head. I ain't say that. You know what I'm saying? That's right. a lot of things that was said that I, that I, that said your host, your host <laughs> said, that's what I said, that your host said. Let me emphasize because that shit do sound crazy. Go to hell, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, no, there were some things that she said that I agree with, but then there was some hypocrisy in there. That aside, I just wanted to close with the whole virtue virtuous woman thing. Like, I, and I get it. Like, if we want to get technical, and there's plenty of brothers in this, but plenty of them that are much well worse than I am to speak on that. If you want to get into anthropology and studying words and origins and all that other shit, like it's brothers that can do that and break stuff down. Like, look, I'm a middle level dude. You know what I'm saying? So I come in there and whoop some ass and I'm like, oh, <laughs> y'all don't want to see these other dudes. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, when I brought that up, it, I, I could say a virtuous woman would be somebody that values themselves enough to understand that, okay, if I partake and participate in a certain type of behavior or lifestyle, or even if I condone it and co-sign, like that's going to ultimately diminish your value. So if we're serious about building communities and relationships, we have to be honest about it. That is the biggest contention in this space, whether we want to agree to it or not, because that's what we see, right? We understand it, most of the brothers in here, and I can't see the chat. I don't know what brothers are saying, but like a lot of times we hear these conversations, that's why they be going off because they're like, yo, this makes no logical sense, right? We can move the goalposts. If one person asks the right question, all of a sudden there's all this justification why sex work should be this and that and blah, 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 and, and you got people that want to vote against it. And some people that are voting forward, and then you got other brothers saying, you know what, this is an endless fight. Let them do what they want to do, and I'll reap the benefits of it. But 
ultimately, if we're talking about building, you know, the community, if such a thing exists or can exist, how, if that's, that's where we're at, if there's no accountability, if it's only on the man's side, oh, it's the man's fault, it's this, it's that. There is no black community without black women. But if black women want to do whatever the fuck they want to do, which they continue to do for decades, right? And I come from a family of that shit too, which is why all of us are in this space, which is why a lot of us are in the chat and we have these conversations. What are we really talking about, man? So, I mean, it's entertaining and it's fun. You know what I'm saying? We can play Battle of the Wits, but at the end of the day, we want to be Battle serious. Battle of the Wits, nigga. Really? Seriously. Like, yeah, we could do this all day. Like, go back and forth and talking points and blah, 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 blah. But, like, who's winning, man? Because there's people out here that are coming together that are making money, and we're just arguing and going back and forth, talking about who's right, who's wrong, who's doing better, you know, whatever. You know, oh, black women are the most educated. They're the most... And then if you start going down to other stats, well, we don't want to talk about that. Like, that shit's embarrassing, man. So, like... We have to decide, man, really what we want to do. But, yeah, I enjoyed the conversation. I thought it was entertaining. I can't really say it was informative because... Um, you learned about a doula today, baby. Nah, my, my thing is like this, man. Like, And again, like I said, we talked about... Because you're closed-minded, so it wasn't informative. See, right, that's what we talk about. No, but I study this. That's what I'm, I don't think a lot of women understand. <laughs> the last thing I say, I don't think a lot of women understand this. Like, nah, it's nah. a lot of brother. We study oh, this. We go to uh, different websites. No, who are you? Come on, Why do you have finish. to connect me right now? <laughs> I'm sorry, Julio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you wanted to come. A lot, a, a lot of brothers study this shit. Like we go to my different girl is connecting. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we study this shit. We research it, and then we see like, okay, if you you want to participate in sex work, okay, cool. But then you complain about the dudes that you did. You complain about the dudes that you deal with. You want all the benefits, none of responsibility, but then you still expect at some point when you decide, okay, um, I've exercised my sexual freedom. I've been allowed to capitalize on it financially, right? I've made some money. I'm independent. I don't really need a man, but now I want somebody that can look at me and say, hey, um, I can be a good wife for you. And he's supposed to be like, okay, baby, like you were honest. You told me that you sucked a bunch of penises or you went porn or you did OnlyFans. But you know what? Forget them two kids. I'm going to take them on as my own and we're going to get married for the sake of the community. Like, it's just not realistic, man. So what do we really want, man? What are we talking about? And I challenge y'all, especially both of y'all, y'all older women, Y'all engaged. Why y'all defending this shit? It's not. I'm done, man. What what did we defend? What did we? What did we defend? What exactly did we defend? Did we tell somebody to get out there and sell it? Did we do that? No, but what y'all do defend is when y'all say like, "Oh, we defend a woman's right to do whatever she wants to do with her body," and we can say, "Okay, okay." okay, So listen, listen, listen. And this is what I want to ask you. I'm gonna wait till my final comments to respond. Okay, this is what I'm going to ask you. If if men had total control of women... We don't. If, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. If y'all had total control of women, what do you yeah, think would happen? I don't know right now. You said what, Coolio? 
I say I, I, I'm not mute right now. I oh. was just living my uh, not uh, you know that, you know speak a lot and stuff. Like that. <laughs> but he's too funny. Uh, Julio, mute your mic. Uh, final comments. Uh, I think Danny was going to ask Mike or not something, and then we'll. Um, oh, she said, "What do the I panel along so you can talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, should honestly. I put my own self on mute? Okay. So then my question to you is if men were able to control everything a woman did, everything uh, um all all the rights of women, what do you think will happen? How much how much control do you want to have over us? Mm, I'm not saying I want to have any control to be yeah, but when women talk about, but See? this is the problem. This is the problem. Right. Um, women's reproductive rights are still being decided by men. Right. Um, women's abortion <laughs> rights, women's reproductive rights, women's birth control. A lot of that shit is not decided by women anyway. Um, the fact that a woman can go to work and have her own paycheck, the fact that she can go mm -hmm. get a house, the fact that she can pick up a book and read, the right. fact that she can get an education. Right. How much control do y'all actually want? No, okay, uh, so here's the thing. That's not really the question. The question we should be asking is, okay, what has happened since women have had the control to make these decisions? Because it's not about what I want. I'm not saying that I want well, let's dominion. answer that on the next show because this yeah, is yeah, I got you. I got you, honey. You know, nah, baby. And I, I hate I restarted him. you right, 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 right. No, it's cool. It's cool. But just let me ask that question one more time for you future consideration. What has happened since women have been allowed to exercise their freedom and have full dominion and control of where we are? Get down That's as a topic for Thank a you. future Come show. Come on, man. Y'all notice what I do. Like, let's, now, let's now say that it. one more time, and then you got to go. Yeah, I'm going. You know what I'm saying? You asked me, happened? you asked me, okay, well, what would society or what would happen if men had full control i cannot answer that question i don't speak for all men but i think the proper question to ask is what has happened since women have had control and dominion over their reproductive rights and sexual freedom and all other stuff where are we at now nobody wants to talk about that y'all tune in next week for when they do their thing and i'm out man thank you dj Knopf. Um, Julio, what are your final thoughts? What are your final thoughts, Julio? Um, so, so, so what I what I'm saying about African American women out there is like, you're free, you're freely, and uh, you should never face any form of uh, aggression or or nobody should should or should not disrespect you. Okay, Julio. Well, we appreciate you coming through. Um, be sure to tune in. And if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. We come on every Sunday and Wednesday, but today is Monday, yeah. so it was a special show. Anytime they um do, do you allow your husband to drink some beer and stuff like that? Yes. <laughs> well, um, here you go. <laughs> I'm about to go, Danny. Uh -uh. Well, 
Cheers. Thanks, Julio. <laughs> Tony, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> Lord, he's hilarious. <laughs> um, I think the, the original point reframe your, your topic was um reframing sex work. Um and I think that that was a great topic, but it just went all the way left. And I think there's there's so many layers to why it went all the way left. And and having that conversation as a black woman is, you know, <laughs> I mean, just just because of the way that we're, we've been socialized, you know, to view black women as both the Jezebel and the Mammy, which is a very interesting intersection of either hypersexualism or asexual uh, asexuality. Um, and it just it just puts us in a very uh, curious place where it's like we cannot have these conversations because we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. Um, and I think the only way that we can have these conversations along with all of the nuances that come along with it is if we were either a Kardashian or a Caitlyn Jenner. All else is formidable. And I, I enjoyed this conversation. And I think that, uh, yeah, we, we should definitely have another a part two to this conversation and that question that uh, DJ Knopf had at the end about the consequence of giving women <laughs> or allowing women to have rights over their own reproductive organs and the consequences uh, of that, you know, so I'm, I'm just, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Y'all made my Monday totally worth it. Cause yeah, it's Monday. Nobody likes Monday. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank Tony. You, Tony, we appreciate you. Absolutely, you always add um, so, something different to the conversation and your own unique perspective. So we appreciate you, and thank you for pushing back against um, the opinions in a respectful way in order to gain clarity. We definitely appreciate you, and we love when you come through, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Much love. Peace and love, everyone. Have thank you, Tony. Peace and love to you as well. Right. Hood Servative, what are your final thoughts? Uh, it's been been a hell of a show. Um, I, I totally disavow that complete first half that you guys did with the guests. Like, none of that matters to me. All of that was like spell casting and witchcraft. So, <laughs> that, that that being said, I, I want to point out a couple of things I didn't really get to bring up in the conversation real quick. One, this idea of women's rights sort of being like men being threatened by women's rights. Like, yes, you should be threatened by women's rights because they use it as a weapon and leverage against you. There's, there's no refuting that at this point. And um, two, the, the whole thing about changing the, um, the tone or changing the narrative of sex work, that, that is, again, women using their, their position and their leverage to convince you of some bullshit. They, they are using their feminine wiles to, to fuck with your mind and convince you that up is down, left is right, and, and, and hoes are good <laughs> women too. Yes, yes, all of that is a spell to convince you that hoes are just like regular girls. And, and then also they want you to, to now counter, to, to, to second guess yourself because every man would fuck a hoe and then go on to marry a regular girl because that is more like male nature, like the other guy was saying. And they want to make that like such a mysterious concept, but it's basic. Listen, most guys 
We have a little savage nigga in us that all he want to do is fucking fight. And that that's a part of you. But the, the rest of you, the bigger part of you wants to actually have a woman that you can entrust with responsibilities and you can like turn your back and she's not fucking and sucking your neighbor or your, your best friend or some shit like that. So we, we understand there's a place in society where you keep hoes and then you select the women that you can trust to, you know, carry your legacy. But women want you to believe that somehow something's wrong with you for accepting them for their nature. And I want to end it with that. We got to accept them for their, for their nature. And also just, you know, accept the fact they are trying to wage war against us, both legally and mentally, as you see on this, um, this panel today. But thanks a lot for having me up here today, ladies. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hood Servitive came up here, honey. He came to fight the day, Listen, honey. I ain't mad at he always comes with the smoke, but he is extremely articulate. He lays out his points well, and you know, you, he was you respectful. Gotta respect him for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to give my closing comments. I am so thankful to Amina for coming on. Um, I am extremely fond of her. I don't know why y'all wouldn't be, <laughs> but then again, we are in the manosphere. So um, I just think she is a dope person, a dope energy. Um, whatever her views are, those are her views. I think that the conversation in and of itself is um, necessary. I, I think that it, we allowed the conversation to progress organically, but we did have some questions that were not directly related to the topic. But our desire was that by having the conversation, by having an open dialogue about sex work, that that is what would help to open minds um, as it relates to the topic. So we didn't stick specifically to questions surrounding just sex work. We wanted to have a conversation about sex work and the like that would open people's minds regarding the topic. And that didn't work because we're in the mental sphere. But nonetheless, um, I personally, um, I'm not anti-prostitution. I think that people should do whatever it is that they desire. I'm anti the government um, controlling or putting laws in place that govern what we do with our bodies. I think that I am absolutely pro-freedoms for people, especially my people. I think that I would never push back against us gaining more freedoms. So if there are laws being presented to allow women to make their own choices as it relates to their bodies, I am for it. Um, as it relates to the men in the space, no, excuse me, no one is telling you to marry a prostitute. Um, I think that if you don't want a prostitute or a woman who is in sex work, um, that you shouldn't get one. I think that you should find someone who's like-minded. There are a ton of women who don't subscribe to that mindset. So this isn't saying that you need to go out and pick a wife that subscribes to this mindset, nor are we pushing the notion that more women should engage in it. I am simply saying that I am all about freedoms for my people. And um, even if that includes um, allowing women to make their own decisions as it relates to sex work. Um, I, uh, what else did I want to touch on really quickly? Um, I think this was a real dope conversation. Um, we didn't do an open panel. We we could have opened up a little earlier had we known that she was going to stick around for a bit. But nonetheless, it was a dope conversation. It was enlightening to me. I enjoyed it. Oh, one last thing. Now, as it relates to the witch thing, I don't know if she's a witch. I don't know if she practiced Vodun. I don't know if she practiced any kind of ancient 
um, religion, if she does, you know, that's her prerogative. I just didn't want to put that out without having confirmed that for her, just like I wouldn't put out something about anybody that we have on our panel without, you know, first confirming that or being able to look on their page and say, oh, she does practice Vodun because it says it right here. She does like practice black magic, whatever. Um, so I just kind of, you know, that was my whole point in like pushing back against that. But nonetheless, dope, dope, dope conversation with dope, dope, dope people, especially Amina. And thank you guys for everyone who participated. Thank you guys for the super chats and thank you for keeping it popping with the chat. Um, well, uh, first, I want to say thank you so much to Michael Mitroke for another super sticker. Thank you very, very much. And the next thing I want to do is give a very special shout out to Karan. Um, every week, Karan comes through. And if he likes what we're saying, he is going to give us props. If he disagrees, Absolutely. he is going to let us know what, what, what the deal is. So, Karan, um, a very <laughs> big, big shout out. Yeah, always. So, a very, very special shout out to you. We really do appreciate your patronage. Um, Absolutely. Now, I want to give a big shout out to Goddess Amina. Um, Goddess Amina has probably already walked her walk, talked her talk, and did what she was going to do and is doing what she's wanting to do with her life. Mm -hmm. um, most of us don't really have that freedom or do, we don't know that type of freedom. And so um, for her to true. be able to walk in that freedom is a big thing. It, it's just big. Um it because it, it looks so liberating to be able to pick up and just leave and, you know, be in a country during COVID and say, well, we're just going to settle here. Like, how dope is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's able to do act exactly what it is that she wants to do. Um, she's able to walk and she's holding her head up and she's doing the damn thing. And. You know, a lot of people get mad about that and get mad when they see a black woman that free and seeing a black woman that's living life on her terms and doing whatever it is she wants. And she's not out here um, begging anybody. She's not out here um, poor and homeless and a crack whore uh, like the type of shit that you guys would like to put on um, as far as when a woman talks about sex work. Um. So, you know, just a very, very big shout out to her because I know that had to be a difficult walk to even get to your freedom. That's already a hard walk. So um, shout out to her for that. Um, shout out to everybody who came through in the chat. Y'all know we keep a popping ass show over here. If y'all thought today was something, wait till y'all asses come back on Sunday. Because, woo, child, and I be telling Concrete, Concrete, you got to mm -hmm. chill, sis. Sis, you got to chill. <laughs> oh, oh, it's me that got to chill. You know what I realized? You <laughs> was probably talking over me because my connection is delayed. Like, I've been delayed the entire time. I'm a few seconds off. So you probably couldn't even hear me talking. And I'm thinking, like, why is she talking over me? And you probably like, what the heck is wrong with this crazy woman? Yeah, I'm a little crazy. Oh, okay. Um, But um, shout out <laughs> to everybody <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to everybody came through send a big ass shout out to julio put some drinks in it put some beer uh glasses in the chat for julio because we don't know where the hell julio came from but shout out to him <laughs> yeah with his budweiser baby 
Not a Budweiser, baby. I said, now that's a damn Mexican right there. He got his Budweiser hard. <laughs> you know what? Good night. Good night. Uh-uh. Good night. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But um, shout out to everybody who came through, super chatted us, cash apped us, all that good stuff. Um, like I said, if you thought today's show was some shit, y'all better bring y'all asses over here Sunday because it's going to go down. We promise. Um, and everybody have a great night. Have a great start to your week because it is a Monday. Oh, actually, we'll be back here Wednesday. So we'll see y'all in a couple of days. Be good. We out.